I'm obviously Nate, the guy that you've been talking to. Ooh. Obviously, you know MJ from his stupidity online. And uh, Stuart. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Stu? Yeah, I'm good, man. Cool. With the pleasant juice out of the way, let's do a podcast. Whoa! <laughs> you don't always need to do that, Michael. Sorry. But it is nice. <laughs> Hi there, and welcome to Unwrapped, the superior way to enjoy Food Review UK, as confirmed by a number of fans last show. My name is Nathan Peterson, and tonight's show will be a big old batch bake of brownie chatter. But first, I couldn't think of any good brownie puns to describe our first host, so I'll just tell you his name is Stuart Bullock. It's Stuart Bullock. Yeah, cheers, Nate. Yeah, when you're not going to put the effort in, makes me shows me how how loved I am. Yeah. Cheers. I, I I do love you. If that's right, you, well, you, you need to show me, don't you? You need to show me your love. What have, you done, for, what have you done for me lately? In the words of Janet Jackson, what have you done for me lately, Nate? Uh, I complimented you on your uh, Bardcore poem earlier. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Complimented me on my poetry, like twenty-first yeah. century men. <laughs> <laughs> No soliloquies with you today. <laughs> no. Uh, next is a man who also doesn't particularly have anything brownie related to make fun of, so I'll just tell you his name is Michael Jameson. It's Michael Jameson. Oh, you're really cooling in this episode, Jesus. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said he's like stodgy and uh, still good if I'm debated. No, yeah, he's hard, <laughs> isn't it? He's quite hard. It was, it was a difficult one to do an intro for, so I thought, I'd just completely flip it on its head and just introduce you as human beings by your birth names. I assume your birth names. You haven't changed your identity in the last 30 plus years? Not to my knowledge. Nope. Nope. Although, well, my Zorg is my... Um, but we don't like... They don't let me talk about that. <laughs> and neither will we. And finally, a man who has won our affection, not only with his incredible, incredible, brilliant, our incredible products, <laughs> but his infectious personality. Please welcome to the show, main dude, John from Brownie, Brooklyn Brownie Co. I've just gnawed that one. <laughs> this, is why, this is why I don't do proper intro sometimes. Uh, hi, John. Hey, how you guys doing? Um, how are you? You've got a very interesting um, accent there. What part of the UK are you from? Mm. Oh, I live in Northampton now. Yeah, I've lived here since uh, 2006. I lived in Milton Keynes since 2004 and then decided to move with uh, to a city that had a bit of, I guess, a heart or so. Too many roundabouts in uh, Milton Keynes. And I moved over to Northampton and it's been awesome ever since. Yeah. So that was, when did you come to the UK? 2006? 2004. Prior to that, do I take it Brooklyn, or are you all around the US, or where, where, where are you from? No, uh, New York, my whole life. Moved to Brooklyn Heights area, which is called Dumbo, uh, last two years of grad school, and then I ended up working there on some films and stuff, and then uh, finally flew over here, and uh, I guess I guess the best thing that was burnt into my head was just eating lunch every day at Brooklyn, Br- Brooklyn Bridge Park, you know, you just sat there, and you're between these two huge bridges, and surreal, I guess you could say surreal, it just stuck with me. Nice, nice. So, how long have you? So, talk us through the business. Obviously, as I as I completely 
effed up in the uh, introduction there, Brooklyn Brownie Co. Um, have you always been like big into brownies or is that something that you've sort of found lately since you've been in the UK? Where, where did your sort of love of brownies come from and, and, and sort of setting up the business? How did that come about? So, the thing is, I've got like a, a crazy, crazy, I guess, life story. It was like when I was a kid, I was allergic to chocolate. I'm still allergic to a ton of things. Uh, so I didn't actually eat chocolate until I was around 30 six or so wow. Whoa. Uh, or 35 so the thing was i was stuck with white chocolate man and it was just like i know it's just like chocolate crap mm. um when i finally started to eat chocolate i was like oh this is all right uh, i still think i have a bit of an intolerance to it because i didn't believe that with my sister my sister she used to say i i would she would actually break out but it wasn't like a, a proper acne situation it was this weird rash but recently i've noticed if i eat way too much chocolate i start to get a similar rash situation where before when i was a kid my throat would just close so it's a lot better a lot, a lot, a lot more progress um <laughs> but you know <laughs> i gotta move on with baby steps and all uh, throat closed <laughs> allergies but uh, no, the thing is, it's cool. Uh, and when I was a kid, the thing was this. I, I used to love brownies. I used to love when my mom or my sister made them. But I used to grab them, you know what I mean? Because I cut them up and I'd put them in a Ziploc bag and put them in the fridge. So after they put them in the fridge, I'd make sure they were gone. And I'd like steal some, run up to my bedroom, chew them up, and then like spit them out. Uh, but it was just the texture and the chew that was like, I don't know, but it just made my brain like really happy. And I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Um, and I never got that ever again until I was like an adult and we started making our own brownies. Nice. Wow. So how long has the, uh, how long has the company been going? How long have you been, uh, selling your delicious treats? Just about a year now. Uh, me and Leo started trading last year. Um, so yeah, we had our birthday the other day. We got a little, uh, video message thing from, um, Carol Baskin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> quite funny i made everybody laugh so it's quite positive I, I think the thing is from years and years of working in the corporate world and digital world uh i just wanted to do something that was for us and something i could pass on to my kid and uh i took pretty much everything i learned from creating other brands and pushing other brands uh like jaguar land rover coca-cola castro all those type of big boring brands and uh and we just threw it all into our little baby brands and it's been fun it's been dynamic i kind of say that we're a speedboat uh in the in the field of like ocean liners and we're just a lot more nimble and we just have a heck of a lot better time what uh, what were your previous jobs with those companies and what 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 type of stuff were you doing production directing for film and animation so making their corporate boring stuff a lot cooler disseminating thick bibles of <laughs> nonsense um into cool trainable materials or into their corporate because uh, everybody stopped doing the whole powerpoint thing they wanted to make their 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 little meetings and uh their presentations as slick as uh commercials so my background was film commercial and um and kids tv and stuff i worked on like in the night garden and teletubbies and all that nonsense wow uh, and a few other things like that so went into the world of um going into different agencies uh, and freelancing here and there and everywhere. And then, yeah, I got caught up into the world of corporate because the advertising budgets left the commercial world and went into the corporate world. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's been kind of cool. 15 years of that, it gets a bit boring. Yeah. <laughs> a, massive, a massive left turn from what you were doing before. 
Well, that's not all I've done before. Um, my other part-time job, or the other hat I wear, well, my hat I say, is a mohawk. I'm also the world's only Mr. T lookalike professional. Uh, ended up on Britain's Got Talent uh, in 2010, toured the UK with my brothers, the Chip and Doubles, for about a year. Uh, wow. Ended up becoming a bodyguard from Mr. T uh, because a company in um, London trained me up just for the publicity stunt. I pretty much excelled in the class because I was just really good at technical stuff because you're supposed to do two PowerPoint presentations. So being an ex-lecturer, I was used to like chatting in front of like classes and everything else. So I went up there and knocked him out the park. And I guess that's what the guys remembered me as, uh, the person who was able to teach them PowerPoint because the majority of them didn't know the software. Um, so I sat down one evening and, and taught them all how to use PowerPoint. Um, but yeah, when we all left, everybody was unemployed. I didn't either. I just did it you know, for the publicity stunt. We ended up in the sun, blah, blah, blah. But then I got a call a couple of weeks later from the two head guys who were like ex-military and uh, they were like, John, do you want to protect a president? And I was like, yeah. So I uh, ended up going to Mayfair and protecting uh, a president. And um, it was interesting. And then ended up protecting some Saudis. And uh, yeah, yeah, a really weird world. Uh, Uber, Uber, Uber rich, paranoid. And uh, yeah, it was cool. And then uh, I left because I didn't need it. I just wanted to see what it was like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> but, yeah. It's yeah, I, I didn't know any of that. Well, I don't know why I wouldn't necessarily know that. But uh, how how was the uh, Britain's Got Talent experience then? Oh, cool, man. It was a roller coaster. Crazy, crazy roller coaster. I'd never uh, not do it. You know, it's interesting when you look back at it and you watch it now as from being a contestant. You're kind of like, mm, okay, this is how they do this. This is how they stage this. Um, but it's cool. You know I mean? It's fun. It's all part and parcel. If you go there expecting to become a millionaire, um, that's the, bad, the worst attitude to have. Yeah. Uh, just go there and think, hey, man, we're going to have a good time. And in all honesty, we went there, the seven of us, and our, our big thing was if they start buzzing us, we're going to take off our capes, you know what I mean, and re reveal that we're all lookalikes. So we exist, you know what I mean, tell the world we exist. But it went down a storm, man, and we had the longest applause ever in Britain's Got Talent history up until that point. Um, seven guys who were just couldn't dance and were just goofy. Um, it just really worked well, man. Everybody just dug it. We were just like a living Madame Two Swords. We always brought, I guess, a bit of levity to wherever we were booked. Um, and just the fact that we we're just normal dudes, we were never up our own, you know, behinds that, uh, we didn't have that that wall of like, oh, we need security. No, the seven of us would like crash through the security gate and run to Burger King really quickly before we'd go to like get on stage. <laughs> and uh, people would be like, uh, and we'd be like, yo, can we cut in front of you? And we'd just like hop in there, grab our food, and then run backstage and just eat it on the curb. Where there's other acts who would not even make eye contact with the, you know, with the, some of the people coming to see them. Where we're just like, yeah, man, you want to go grab a burger? You want some of my fries? And we're just normal dudes, and we still are. Nice, nice. Um, bringing it back to where we all began, the uh, the, the the brownies. Uh, it's been a couple of months since you uh, collabed with the lovely people over at the uh, the chocolate smiths. How, how was that? Did, was that a crazy situation? Because obviously like, those bars do pretty well, and I think yours was definitely one of the more popular. Yeah, we we we, uh, we shattered a lot of records with that one, man. Steffi, I don't think. Um, knew what she was getting into when I kind of proposed it because when I found out the format, the thing was a year, a little bit over a year ago, we were customers. We bought their first one, which was the cookie collab. 
And um, at that point, we we bought it, and we were one of the people who bought ten of them when everybody was waiting online. And then afterwards, I just trolled everybody who didn't get one. But that was under my other personality, which was the Mr. T personality. I never thought I'd be baking or any of this other nonsense. So I was just like, oh yeah, my bars taste so amazing. Uh, everybody was like, oh, it's not fair, Steffi. You need to put a cap on it. And I was like, eh. and then I ended up buying another five the next day. I don't know. I just like just get rid of it. <laughs> just get really competitive when people lose out. But um, this is my nature. But it was great. I loved those cookie bars. And then um, and then we, that was it. Steffi started following us, me as Mr. T. And she's like, oh, you're funny. And we just bounced back and forth. And then when I started the Brooklyn Brownie thing, I just sent her a message. And she was like, oh, it's you. What are you doing? Bacon brownies, Mr. T. And I was like, oh, I'm just doing it. And then uh, a couple of months after she saw we had a bit of traction, she was like, you ever thought about collabing with us? And I was like, mm, not really, but yeah, I'd love to. I, I never thought I'd be that serious. Um, but she was like, well, it looks like your numbers are getting there. Uh, and and then she tried and saw like our Biscoff brownie, uh, the Biggie Scoff. And yeah, she said she loved it and she needed to do something with it. So all kind of rolled out from there. It got a bit ridiculous. I think we sold over 5,000 units in a month. Um, but at that point, I kind of made the proposal when she said that we were going to just do it for a weekend. I was like, well, why just do it for a weekend? What else are you going to do for the rest of the month? And she was like, well, I don't know. And I was like, well... Why don't we just do it every weekend of May and go like May Day or something, something crazy. Um, we're in lockdown. We might as well change the rules. You know what I mean? So she was like, yeah, why not? Let's see what happens because it could flop or it could go really well. And then it went really, really, really well. Um, and yeah, it changed the game. It was really cool. Yeah, good. Uh, you were lucky enough to have one, weren't you, MJ? The collab I was. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm not. So, I, I, it looked like it was the. Um, generally speaking, it looked like most people were saying it was the best one, um, and I can totally see why. I think it's the thing is they're all they're all unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's definitely my joint favorite. Um, uh, yeah, that is it, it is uh, one of the best things. One of the best confectionery confectionery items I've ever eaten. Ah, cool, man. Crazy. Really cool. And that's I mean, not that's, just because that's not just because you're on here, John. He would say that anyway. <laughs> no, no, he's, no, an, no, honest, no, he's an honest it was, man. It was the best when uh, when I watched him eat it. He ate it, and he like he sat backwards. I was like, "What?" Yes. You can't take the sit back. No, man, knock somebody backwards. I was like, "Whoa, I need to taste that." Because me and Leo, we didn't taste it until Leo's birthday. Oh uh, my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just like. Everybody else is like, order our neighbors. Our neighbors ordered like three of them and ate them all. And we were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, twelve hundred bars uh, a week and sending them up north. And we were just like, oh man, we really, really want to taste these. And then you know, we'd see like Steffi. Steffi wasn't even eating them. I mean, every time like one kind of broke, they'd split them amongst themselves. But the thing was, it was just that high demand, man. Um, and then finally, uh, she remembered, oh, no, it was Leo's birthday. So, yeah, she sent them down a nice little message and some bars and stuff. It was really nice. Um, and, yeah, it finally tasted. It was like, oh, this is cool. Um, it didn't taste how we expected it. You know, not at all. Because in your brain, you expect something different. Um, but, man, it was good. It was definitely one of the best chocolate bars I've ever had. Yeah. Steffi's good people. We've had her on the show and um, we're sort of quite close to her. And, and yeah. work with her before she's, she's good people and those bars are fantastic at bringing um brands that you might not be necessarily familiar with 
to the you know forefront and coming with them, which is the idea of the bar in the first place. And so um, it's good to see like companies like yours and and the Cookie Meal and and, and all the others that have been in, in between um, getting involved in that because I think it's great for you know smaller businesses. Almost yeah. work together and, and, and the thing is how ethically she she works it's it's insane because oh, yeah because the thing was we put out a number and she was like no and i was like uh you know in your head you're thinking uh-oh because in the corporate world you think mm, time to go down and she's like no uh you'll get paid exactly what you sell them for and i was like in my head I was like this is not how it works she's like uh, yeah she's like I don't want to take anything from you she's like and is that okay it was do you want more just tell me exactly what you want and I was like well no that's just more than that's more than fair um and it was just it was cool to work with somebody I guess you could say is who's 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 uh who's almost just like us you know what I mean she, she's a straight shooter uh she's willing to help as much as she possibly can and she's fair man um and it's just not something that I was used to, I was used to working in the corporate world it's corporate digital world for this long um but yeah man she's a she's an amazing person I think it helps on that point about you know being just a normal person and, and, and being lovely and everything I think it probably helps that you guys are doing something that you obviously have a passion about you're not you whilst you obviously want your companies to, to blow up and be big to some degree you you've got into your respective fields because she loves chocolate you love brownies you know you you have a passion for the product you're not necessarily doing it solely for the money you're doing it because you're passionate about your particular product and indeed other people's i think that's probably why you see a lot of these these companies yourself included and, and Steffi, that, that that do tend to be just good honest decent people that understand the value of your product that's why she wants to pay you um, you know the, the the price for your brownies because you know she understands what they're worth to you um, and everything. So good yeah. stuff, good stuff. Um, well, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, before we move on to the next thing, one of the things we do with uh, new guests um, is we like to ask them random questions. Um, I've got a list of ten random questions. If you wouldn't mind giving me um three numbers between one and ten i will ask you the question that correlates with that number uh three three uh marry shag kill <coughs> breakfast lunch or dinner marry, shag, kill. oh uh yes breakfast, breakfast breakfast lunch or dinner yeah yeah which marry fuck kill which one which would you marry, oh which would you... right yeah you, mm. you just sent them all back right <laughs> That's not how this works. I guess I'd marry. Uh, I'll definitely shag breakfast uh, and maybe marry dinner and then kill lunch. Right. I guess I'm lunch now. Nah. Lunch is just kind of like that, that little that tied you over until the good stuff, you know, I mean, until dinner. About it. Yeah. Mm. I think that tends to be the preferred option. Stuart, you've got a bit of a smug face on. What, what, no, what's the smug not. face on? Right, it's just right. You, you, as a parent, I yeah. find that the, the 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 meal that I when I vet when I rarely eat out, it tends to be lunchtime. We'll mm. go and get we're going to get lunch somewhere. So I associate a, a a treat meal and eating out more often than not with with going out for lunch somewhere. Um, yeah, but you we you have like one takeaway a year or something, don't you? Yeah. I've I've had several takeaways. Actually, I've upped my takeaway intake over lockdown. Thank you, Michael. I've had takeaways for the last two weeks on the bounce. 
Um, I'll take away for the last weekly, at least weekly for the last 10 years. (laughs) I um, I just, I just, I I like lunch. It's dead. Like you don't, if you go out for lunch to uh, to anywhere and you order the burger, Mm. which is what you, which is, let's be honest. If you're honest with yourselves, that's what you want to order. It's more, if you order it at dinner, people look at you and they go, you're scum. You're ordering a burger for dinner. What? Where, Where are you eating? Here he is having a burger at lunchtime. Just a normal lad. Whereas at dinner, it's like, oh, he's trash. Things are so weird in the north. I just, oh, God. I never want to be there. I'm definitely going to have a burger for dinner. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe, we're a bit scummy. Maybe. <laughs> 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 now nah, I hear what you're saying though. Lunch, um, lunch, yeah, no. lunch are a big one, but nah, it's just not my thing. Could miss it really. I sort of, I think I've I've grown to agree with with that view of of lunch being the one to to kill. But I don't I can it's weird because I can easily skip breakfast more than I can skip lunch or or dinner. But equally, at least breakfast feels like it's a bit more separate to the other two, whereas mm. lunch just feels like a smaller dinner or burger apparently because you can't you're not allowed to eat burger any other time of day <laughs> burger, burgers are only between t- 12 and 2 i'm afraid oh, jesus that's a bit weird yeah but uh no yeah. but the thing is think about it on like a sunday if you have like pancakes you have your huge breakfast yeah. you know i mean have that nice beautiful breakfast yeah. uh everybody not everybody but you know there there are set times for that lunch is usually i've realized that people want to get a bit fancy and they call it brunch or some nonsense uh, when they want to make lunch fancy, um, but lunch is just usually kind of me, like hit or miss. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, wasn't it? Because breakfast is the most skippable meal, easily. Yeah, totally. But, but a good breakfast, like you say, a pancake breakfast mm. or a waffle breakfast or a, a or a full English or even just a bacon butty, like a bacon butty is a great thing. And you get something right, man, yeah. and it's and it's breakfast time. You like you almost like feel you like won the lottery. Like when you're staying at a hotel and you realize the client upgraded you to full breakfast, you're just like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's like you've won the breakfast, you've won the lottery, man. You know what I mean? You have you get paid to do your gig and you get breakfast. It, it's this beautiful thing. So yeah, it puts you puts you in the mood, right? Yeah, yeah. I do think I do think lunch is the only is the only possible answer. I'd li- I would like to kill dinner, but it's just not feasible, is it? It's just not feasible. So I'd, lunch has to take the bullet. Definitely. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm, glad we, I'm glad we took that one through. Um, I don't know who's safe. Uh, yeah, another two uh, numbers, please, John. Uh, seven. Seven, do you have, this is probably self-evident, do you have a sweet or a savoury tooth? Which do you prefer, generally speaking? Oh, savoury, actually. Yeah. Wow. wow. Burgers for dinner? (laughs) (laughs) I guess, yeah, we could go have some burgers for dinner. Even that's a bit scummy, apparently. (laughs) uh, No, I love love the savoury stuff. I love going around uh, the UK finding really tasty food uh, me and leah we've done that quite a bit recently not recently but for since he was a kid since he was a baby 
we just like hop in a car and we drive to either London markets in the morning, like on a Sunday or something, um, or wherever. People find it weird, but for me, you know, England's around the size of a state, so I'll drive anywhere and and, and munch if it's if it's good. If we engage online uh, with, with a with a vendor, the biggest problem we get, or I get, because I'm really picky, is when it's hyped, 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 and I'm like, yes, 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 I'm gonna get this food, and I turn up there. And I take one bite, and it's everything I did not want. Uh, so that's that's the biggest disappointment. But hey, you live and learn, really. Do you get do you get led by hype a lot? Do you think, or is it just that it's stuff that's hyped that you you would have been into anyway? It's most of the time things that uh, uh, it looks good, you know. What I mean, in your brain, you're like, all oh, those flavors are going to work. All that it, that makes sense, you know. That pull, that this, that that whatever. Uh, the biggest one I have a pet peeve about is uh, our pizzas, New York pizzas, American pizzas. Um, and there are quite a few places in London that believe they make a New York pizza. And I've gone in and bought the pie because apparently that's what you need to do. Uh, spend you thirty bucks, and I've cut it up. Taking one bite and has a pizza. I'm like, it's trash. And I'll tell them straight because I've taken that trip, I've taken that time out of my life to visit their venue and pay the money and have that slice. And it's it's nothing like a New York slice. Yeah, it's it's garbage. But you know, that's life. The the void between the U.S. and the U.K. on pizza quality is probably the biggest heartache of my life. Mm. Um, I love. <laughs> Uh, I love the the chains that are like, I like Pizza Hut and Domino's over there. I mm. just think are like insane. Um, and yeah, I mean over here, I've never, uh, in fact, I've never actually had a good American pizza over here. I've had uh, incredible Italian style ones, but yeah. I've never. I mean, I'm trying to think where I've actually had any American style pizza over here. I can't even think of any. Right. The thing is, this is it's like I'm always down to budgeting because that was my, my life constantly, production directing and stuff. So it's down to value for money. Mm-hmm. In the UK, for all the pizzas and all that stuff, the only place you can go to really is Costco. And yeah. Costco in in America, you don't eat their pizza because it's trash. So the thing that's the sad thing. It's kind of like you know I'm stuck eating Costco pizza over here. Uh, the best pizza that I've had recently that was close to a New York pizza was uh, when I went to Croatia about two years ago, and we were just walking in slight just down the uh, the promenade or whatever. And my partner was like, "Oh, let's just go there. Let's go to this bar thing." So we went to the bar, sat down. She ordered some weird pizza. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll order the margarita." And uh, they brought this pizza, and like as it was coming, I could smell it, and I was like, "It has this smell, man. And it just smelled so New York." And they put this thing down in front of me, and I, I was like, it felt like I was like transported back into the states. And I was like, babe, this is this is like a New York pizza. And I started like welling up a bit, and I'm like, oh, oh. Man. So, so then I like I sliced it, took a bite of this thing, and this is the first time I think she ever saw me cry. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like tear, I was just like, oh my god, all these years, and it's here. It's so I ate the pizza, <laughs> and uh, then we had to drive back to our B&B, which was like 15 minutes away. And I was like, all right, oh, we're staying here for like four days, right? And she's like, yeah. And I was trying to figure out all the different ways that we could get back into town, you know what I mean, just to get another pie. We ended up going back, and yeah, I had another one, and it was just brilliant. I hated go- leaving that area, going down to Zabrovnik or whatever. But, oh, my God, that's been the best pizza 
ever, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Oof. Definitely go to that pizza place, man, if you ever go to Croatia. Yeah, uh, if I if I do go to Croatia, Croatia, <laughs> I know where it was. That's definitely right. And the other thing, really, another good thing. I mean, it's weird. Whenever we go to another place, we went to Iceland and we had uh, chicken wings. We went to a brew dog because uh, we ended up there on a Wednesday, and Wednesday is uh, Wing Wednesday uh, for brew dog. So we ended up like going into there. Usually, I'm like, mm, not really into pub type things. Hey, tell you, bro. So we went in there. And uh, first time really in a brew dog in Iceland. Weird. Uh, and yeah, man, we tore up those wings. It was ridiculous. And it was the best thing ever because food in Iceland is so pricey. It's stupidly pricey. So the fact that we kept eating until I thought I was going to barf for like 16 bucks, it was beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. Where we ended up, yeah, we were mad out of pocket for the rest of the trip, man. For like two meals. Uh, it was like 150 bucks uh, for like a no, it wasn't even a three course meal. I think we had like yeah. a burger uh, type thing and a, and a dessert, and that was like a, a semi fancy place, a little bit better than a TGI's. Gee, so, yeah. Scandinavia in general, silly money, but I think Iceland's gen- generally the the worst, isn't it? Like I've not, I haven't been to Iceland. I've been pretty much everywhere else, mm-hmm. um, and it is. I mean, like the first I, w- I went to Norway. 12, oh, 12, 13 years ago, and yeah. like a tenner for a beer, like a tenner for a Heineken. You're like, oh man, um, yeah. and I dread to think what it's like now. Wow. I want to go. I still got. I have to go to Iceland. I've got to tick, tick all the Scandinavian oh, countries yeah. off, but um, <laughs> save up. Maybe all the money that I should have spent going to Florida this summer that's been cancelled, I can spend going to spend for a weekend in Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> So it was definitely worth it, man. It was so memorable. Definitely memorable. But yeah, going to food places, that's my biggest thing, and getting savory stuff. So yeah, not, not the biggest sweet tooth person. Uh, lovely. Uh, last last number, please. Um, three and seven. So, number nine. Uh, would you rather eat in a restaurant on your own or at a table of annoying strangers? Uh, table on my own. I've done it so many times. I do it all the time. So, yeah. Uh, again. And the thing is, it's like, yeah, it, it's the worst thing to do, and we get paid to do it as lookalikes, and they try to force us to do it is to sit at the table during the meal time with people we don't know, and we're just like, you know what? Even if Mr. T was here, the person just wants their photo with that person, and then for Mr. T to go away because now it's awkward. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. really, really awkward. I mean, and I'm trying to explain this to so many clients. They think they've got the best idea ever. No, it's so cool. Everybody's going to want you at this table. No, because most people are socially awkward, and they're just going to chat to Janet, and then Janet's going to chat to Dave, and you're just going to be sitting there like a big dickhead just in the middle with your hand, <laughs> you're sweating, and you're just like, I know none of these people. I just want the next course to come. Uh, you're just looking up every once in a while the stage, ah, and it's just it's the worst situation. So whenever a client starts telling tell, saying that, I always make sure I get paid up front. And then when I get there, I'm just like, yeah, it ain't happening, guys. It's just the worst idea ever. It's just <laughs> definitely not. It's it's a fear, man, for all of us. The only person that kind of works for it is Gordon Ramsay, look like my friend Martin, uh, because. He's Ramsey. He can sit there the whole time, just oh, do this, do that, do that, and he loves talking about food anyway. Where I don't know, the rest of us were just like, yo, we get we get paid for certain stints of lookalikeage. We're not gonna do the entire thing, man. And small talk is the same part of the, uh, part of the deal. So, do you still do that these days? 
Yeah, well, the thing is, I was one of the first people to, well, first lookalikes to to start doing video messages. So when this whole pandemic thing started off, and everybody's like, oh, how are we going to do video messages? Well, I was already ahead of the curve. So people were just asking for green screen shoots and blah, blah, blah. Mr. T sent incentive messages to their team that were just all fired uh, and all these awkward situations. Um, but then the thing is, <laughs> the brownies took over and I couldn't do it, man. Just to get dressed, you know, ST, it took about like yeah. half an hour and stuff. And I just couldn't, man. We had the volume that we were shifting. It just it just did not work. Um, and my other lookalike friends, they were just like, really, mate? And I was just like, Come over, just come over and see how it works. And and uh, and when they did, they're like, oh my god, yeah, okay. Um, and the you know volume and the overall turnover, it just it just wasn't worth it. it just wasn't worth it. No. That must be a bizarre conversation. Come and do some lookalike gigs. No, no, I've got to cook some brownies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like the worst one is is recently that they're trying to be like, oh yeah. How much would you charge to come on a Zoom call? It's it's almost like that table situation. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like. <laughs> it's like for you guys to like have a chat and an interview, but it's just like they want me just to sit there. And it's just yeah. like, oh, yeah. oh, look, we've got Mr. T. It's just like, hey, quit your jibber jabber, fool. And then it's just like, they want to be like, oh, the 402 reports are so and so and so. And then like you get a little chat message like, say something. And I'm like, oh, he's talking that crazy nonsense again, Murdoch. I'm just like, yeah, number one, it's just like Mr. T wasn't the most eloquent of individuals. I mean, yeah, he, he did have his one line. He's what's a one line king, man. So I can only say so much, but um, I don't know. it's just strange, strange world. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, right. Let's move on to some regular content. Quivia. I phoned in the introductions. Wait until we get into Quivia. Um, oh God, couldn't couldn't think of anything useful or interesting. How many to letters are there in the word brownies? Oh, <laughs> you, I tell you what, better than what we've already got. Uh, this this week's Quivia, uh, I've entitled "Going Brown Town," and um, oh God, that means like, something different for Uncle. <laughs> well, we make a brownie called the Hershey Highway, so you know. <laughs> I was trying to put some kind of innuendo <laughs> in all of our flavors, man. After a while, Leo's like, Dad, you just got to stop. Man. <laughs> you mentioned Leo. How, how involved is he in the business? He is a 50% owner. So yeah. it's, it's, it's his business. So, yeah. Nice. Good man. Um, going brown town. So what I've done is I couldn't really find um, enough uh, so I, did, I, I tried doing some research on brownies, and I found websites that are like thirty amazing facts that you'll find on brownies, and you'd find out that actually like five of the facts would be the same thing. It'd be like fact number one: there are only five ingredients in brownies. Fact number two: these are, and it's literally the same. It's literally just thirty is is five, five or six things. Anyway, none of them would 
particularly interesting. Um, so what I've done instead is I've got five famous individuals with the surname Brown. There oh, we go. Uh, and I've got four word clues for each of them. And I'm going to rattle off these one word at a time. And depending on how many words are left, will de de yes, determine how many points you get. Okay. Are these can I say are these real people or are we going to have fictional characters as well? Uh, combination. Excellent. Some real, some, some real, some some fictional. Right. Um, okay. Okay. As with some of our other games, when it's like uh, cocktails and things like that, it will be a, a round robin. So yeah. first word will go to one person. If you don't get it, you can pass. But equally, if you if you guess incorrectly, uh, you are out of the uh, question. So. I will start with Stuart since he's gagging for this. Uh, the first, the first one, first yeah. word, duh, duh, duh. duh. And duh. then, can you duh. Stop, please? Like duh, like duh, duh. 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 or is it duh, like duh? Ah, duh, huh? duh. As in, right, d a, yeah, yeah. duh. Oh, duh. In the house. Where's this guy? I'll pass it on. I'll pass it on. Okay. MJ. Second word. Vinci. Da Vinci. Oh, da Vinci. God. Brown Da Vinci. So it's obviously... Oh. So Da Vinci. Oh, wow. The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. I there can't go. believe I got one. I Honestly, I, don't, I won't get any more. That was pretty good. I was thinking so duh, as in like yeah, the like the legit duh. boss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so next to you, John, for the next one, we'll give you the first word, which is best. Best, 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 best. If you're not sure, you can pass. But oh, hang on, I'm gonna write. If you guess, down. if you guess, you're out of the rest. Is of this, is this for is this for people, companies, and other things? Uh, no, it's just. It's, just people, although they can be fictional or real. Uh, I'm gonna have to pass that one. Okay, Stuart, uh, give me give me one second, give me one second because I reckon I can get it from one word. So I've just written it in there, and I'll hold this here so you know I can't cheat. Okay, okay. Terrible. In, in your yeah. Lego Ninjago <laughs> notebook. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, yeah, well, you're, Stuart, you're the nerd who recognised it from. <laughs> No, no branding on there, just the back of a minifigure, and you got it. So you're a bigger nerd as me. Uh, Stuart, the second word is friend. Big up, big up. So just to clarify, I've written down the clues and the the, the one. Uh -huh. Cool. You're my hero, uh, I guess. Yeah, it is impressive. Can I ask a question? No, 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 don't um, Has this person been in the news recently due to a casting change in light of recent global cultural paradigm shifts oh hate you shall hate i just you. say is it cleveland brown no oh so uh mate is it best friend snoopy charlie brown well it is. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, I thought you said best, Brown. best friend Peter Griffin, Cleveland Brown. Best friend of Snoopy, Charlie Brown. Yeah, but it's. Oh, so, oh. Although so. I will say, like 
Charlie Brown was the only person I could think of at the start of all this. So. Yeah, me too. In my head, I was just thinking Charlie Brown or Darren Brown. Next uh, oh. one. <laughs> Mind. You're up, John, and it's, it's a cracker. The first word of, of question three is the. Oh. So, four oh. points in it if you can guess it from the. Wow. Mm, yeah, skip that one. Yeah. Stuart. Nathan. Godfather. Uh. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I know this one as well. This oh. is insane. It's the best oh. one. Should I write it down as well? Um, you can do, but I think Stuart's really good it. about this one. I knew <laughs> that. Uh, Godfather. So good. So good. <laughs> uh, I got this. It's James Brown, Nathan. It's James Brown. Well done. Uh, three. I'd written down. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what genre he is, but I put of music. Oh, uh, uh, Godfather of Soul. The Soul, yeah. Soul, of course. So yeah. all the souls. Uh, MJ. Eighty-eight. Red balloons. <laughs> I can't speak German. German, weird German. Ninety-nine Monstig Balloon. Say again, sir. Ninety-nine Luftballon. Ninety-nine Balloon. Yeah, stop, stop, and stop, stop. Um, I've, always, I've been saying for a while we need to break into the German market with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Eighty-eight. Um, Eighty-eight Brown. So it could be the number uh, that's of... That's an incorrect uh, answer. His, his, his name is not 88 Brown. We'll move on. <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, John, 88 Miles. 88 Miles. 88 Miles. Uh, no clue, man. 88 Miles. I'm mildly stunned by this. Miles. I genuinely thought someone would get it from the first bit, which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, it could be like like Tarantino, the Crazy Eighty Eight. Oh, 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 oh! You could be onto something there. Oh, what, Foxy oh. Brown. Quentin Tarantino is I... Foxy Brown your guess? Mm. Nah. <laughs> 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 Uh, I'll skip it. <laughs> hmm. Who's going next? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Stuart, per? 88 miles per hour. Oh, uh, Might you. not be an hour. It might not be oh. an hour. I'm fuming! Imagine oh. How oh, oh, oh no, because my friend is him. Oh, oh great Scott. It's Dr. Emmett Brown. Oh, I was just talking to him on the phone. Oh no. It's Dr. Emmett Brown. Heavy. Uh final one uh for MJ. Uh and it's worth noting at this stage, uh this could win you. Uh psychological. Oh my God! Thanks, John Darren Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have got it. Oh man! 
We had a gig with him. He, he's, he's crazy. The real oh, oh, I've always Darren assumed. Brown. Yeah. I'd, I've love, always assumed I'd love to meet Darren Brown. Brown. He gets yeah. paid fortune, yeah. man. Clever. I'm desperate, desperate to see one of his shows. I think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well done, well done. Uh, MJ wins that one with some points. Uh, well done, MJ. Mm. Yeah. Been, 2020 is a. It's true. 2020 is a bit of a fucked up year because you've won quite a lot of these um, quibbles. Actually, <laughs> I think it's probably, probably your the most. Ex- oh god. Your most successful year. I think. It must. It must be. Yeah. Uh, it must be the. Um, <laughs> it must be the. Um, it must be the only year I've won any. Right. I don't really remember feeling this uh, incredible feeling of crushing Stuart's will and spirit <laughs> <laughs> as often as this. Stuart, how do you feel? Yeah. Because you obviously like, you love winning Quiver and you, I think you put quite a lot of, you sort of wear your heart on, on your sleeve with Quiver, don't you? Because you call yourself the brain of Quiver and typically you win. Not wearing any sleeves, I've got a vest on. Shit. Nate here. If you're like me and have a dangerous amount of disposable income that you can't be trusted with, why not head on over to patreon.com and give some of it to your favourite food review channel and podcast provider? And while you're there, why not give us some money? Whee! Nah, but seriously, patreon.com forward slash foodreviewuk. Help us get Gossie some new glasses or something. He looks ridiculous. Lovely. Uh, I imagine it tastes... Beautiful. Uh, and speaking of things that taste beautiful, why don't we talk about some brownies? Oh, let's get into the let's get into the the, the, the sugary high of this uh, this uh, episode. Um, brownies. Uh, I have to say, I am coming into the brownies game a little bit late. Um, for quite some time, I've been quite disrespectful to these little sweet treats and not particularly a fan. However, I think that I'm starting to like them. So I'm going to need some guidance from my three learned friends on this podcast as to why I should give them more of an opportunity. Um, so tell me what's so good about brownies. Anyone? Let's go with John first since he's the uh, brownie co-man. I guess to us, you got to get the right brownie. And that's why we, we created uh, Brooklyn brownie. Uh, fanatical about texture, taste, chew. Uh, and the thing is this, it's kind of like we we started to stock cafes and stuff, and uh, some of the cafes were like old-school cafes, and they're like, oh, you know, your funny-shaped brownies, which were rectangular, uh, when they sit next to a traditional brownie, which is flat and, and square, uh, people don't really know what to do with it. And I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you buy it and then you eat it. Um, but the thing is, once people buy it, all of our followers, they get the format and they buy it. And people who just come across, they go, oh, yeah, that's cool. Buy it. Box comes to their house to eat it. And they get it. And that's when they get it. And the reason why it's that shape is because as a kid, when I used to run away and eat the brownies upstairs in my room and then spit them out, um, it was the chew that I was looking for. It was that that texture, that, that, that corner piece, that nonstop corner piece. So in my head was, how do we get an, uh, a forever corner piece? And it was the shape that we created there. Uh, the brownies that we have in the UK, some of them, to me, are just a bit too much on the line of being a piece of fudge. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes like a cake uh but uh, to me it's more the fudge line and i'm uh, when i buy into it i'm like am i eating a piece of fudge like a block yeah. of, sh- of chocolate butter or or what um so that's why we created brooklyn brownie and it's it's 
I haven't really found another brand that kind of like it, you know what I mean? So I guess, and people have said that, so I guess we're doing something right. Um, they're, they're fun. Brownies can be really tasty, uh, but when you go down the other route of making this block of butter that's uh, chocolate-based, um, it's not nice to eat a ton of them. I mean, with our brownies, you know, uh, we, we do a lot of constant market. We do things that other brownie companies don't do because I just you follow the format of what I've been doing for other industries. And it's kind of like when we have a barbecue, what am I doing? I'm doing market research. When I first brought out the brownies and, and started baking the basic bitches, what did I do with them? I brought them into the studios as incentive treats for the workers so they wouldn't go to lunch or they wouldn't leave early on a Friday. They would be like, oh, my God, John, you're so amazing. I'm thinking, well, I'm going to get my renders early. I'm going to get this early. You guys are going to do almost anything I say. And while I did that, I'd bring in the cooked brownies, uh, not knowing that I was going to do anything with it later on. And I'd bring in other snacks from like uh, wherever. And it was always interesting to see how the brownies went down fastest, always the fastest. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely something in brownies. Uh, just got to be cooked right. And I think MJ was talk, chatting to me before about it, man. And uh, he hit every single nail on the head, you know, because when he was telling me about texture, bite, taste and everything, he was right. It was something that I was fanatical about um, because if you don't get it right, it sucks. I, I, I've, got, I've got to stop you, John. I know you're a guest, and we have to give you a little bit of, um, you know, uh, respect. But we, look, there's there's a thing you need to know, and that is we do not pay MJ any compliments on this podcast. <laughs> uh, he may be the founder of Food Review UK. He may be the the, the 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 face of the channel and everything. But unfortunately, Stuart, we don't do that, do we? That's no. that's not what we're here. For. That's not what no. we're here for. Um, so if you, well, basically, what I'm saying is that will all be edited out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I totally agree so i i do i do love all kinds of br- uh love all kinds of brownies um those fudgy ones that you talk about they the thing with them is whilst i still like them it's like you say you can't you can't like session them or anything and honestly like after i've had what if if i have like a big like fudgy one oh 100 percent i'll feel sick um they're just Oh man, they they are dense, uh, and we got a question coming up in social media, which I'm gonna gonna have to um, gonna have to dissect and address. But we'll we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, it's the the ones that you make, which are they're more like solid and chewy. It's the chew, um, whereas other types of brownies that you tend to get either. Um, either from from people that make them or bakers or whatever, they they can often be like you say, cakey. They can often be um, just too over the top with the fudginess and and the and the wetness. Mm. Um, oftentimes they're quite dry as well and sort of crumbly, and that's not good. You want a chewy, um, like I said, like I told you in that thing that like this almost the smooth edge, yeah. and ah oh, ah, oh, they're a very unique, delicious product. Um, you gotta get them right. You gotta get them right. Yeah, more stuff to edit out. Um, Stuart, where do you stand <laughs> on brownies? Because I, I, I've known MJ obviously because he certainly recently because of the the John business and everything. I've obviously known how much he likes them, but I guess it's not a conversation you and I had. Like that's the sort of conversation we would have. Um, do you like brownies? Are you? Yeah, I mean, fan? I like I like brownies, you know, and uh, but I'm a bit like you in that I've never seen. I've never seen the hype and it's probably because I I've, I haven't had too many exceptional brownies. I've had do you know, some of the best, br- the, the best brownies I've ever had have probably been homemade brownies. 
Um, I've had some. I had some recently from. I, I, I don't want to mm-hmm. like shit on other producers, but I had some recently from a fairly high-profile brownie producer, the girl that did The Apprentice. Um, oh. um, I got. I got a a Groupon voucher for a, a, a box of her brownies and they were nice. They were nice, but genuinely I've had better homemade brownies. Um, I had some brownies from a farmer's market fairly recently. They were nice, but I've had better homemade brownies. I've had some, I had some great brownies from a, we had an afternoon tea from a, a, a local place to me. Um, and that had brownies in it and they were spot on, but I think I've never had, I've just never had brownies that have just really, really set me on fire um i i must admit like i've seen i've seen some pictures of your brownies before john right and I, 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 my wife saw them on 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 a food review uk post and she was like they look just absolutely filthy like filthy in the best possible <laughs> way and i, I kind of zoned out of, of what mj was saying about brownies before because I, I've been on your website for the last <laughs> ten minutes or so, and and I think that like like just the 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 the, the toppings, the flavors, the the things that you're doing, they're hype. They, they look like hype brownies. That's what they look like to me. The kind of things that they and you see a lot of these hype products on like Instagram and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna have to try some of your brownies because they mm-hmm. are. Um, I'm looking at the smorgasm brownie, <laughs> and it's it's making me feel uncomfortable. Smog, sm- sm- yeah. smorgasmic. Yeah, smorgasm. Smorgasm. Uh, a lot of people dig it, man. A lot of people dig it. There's, yeah. It's, um, there's the one brownie that I've had mm. recently in the UK that I thought was a really really good brownie was the little break little bakery brownie, like. <laughs> right. Oh, the, little! Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the little brownie, and mm. it was really nice. Um, I that one. Yeah, but that's the thing. We we uh, I, I bumped into a friend, and he he was a manager at a little. Uh, me and Leah, and he was just like, oh yeah, we're gonna bring some brownies back because he found out that we we're making brownies, and he's like, oh, they they left, but they come back every once in a while. I was like, okay, cool. So he messaged me when they had them back in. So we went in, bought them, thinking these are gonna be amazing because he kept saying how amazing these were, and I trusted my friend um until i tasted them and uh, it just wasn't right it looked right it looked like it should be right and oh oh my god oh the, the worst one was was uh was mcdonald's now we i was standing in line buying my stuff I was like, and i looked over and i was like oh my oh no it's it's our brownie because it was the shape and everything of a brooklyn brownie the basic bitch and i was like oh, this is gonna be weird uh so i was like yeah i'll take two of those and I bought it and, you know, ate the rest of my food and then had that. And yeah, I was perfectly fine. There's nothing, nothing to fear there. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, uh, if you imagine if you walked into the back of McDonald's, right. And you went like this and tasted the air. That's oh, what it was. Oh. That's, that's exactly what that brownie tasted. Oh, and, wow. and, I, and I made Leo eat the whole thing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <it> was, <laughs> it was like he wanted it as well. But yeah, it was a punishment brownie. That thing was uh, terrible. <laughs> if somebody was going to get it right, uh-huh. especially, especially the fact that they got the shape and everything, I thought they cracked it. I thought, oh my goodness. But man, no, far from it. 
on on that point about the shape, um, as someone who's not necessarily into brownies, I, I obviously wouldn't necessarily know what what is and isn't available out there. Is is the is the the, the brownies is that shape that you use a fairly unique thing to you? Is it or is that sort of quite common now? Because we we saw with with Rich with his cookie meal, he came along and he sort of created these deep dish cookies and now the game. they're everywhere yeah, um, and i was just wondering with like your brownies with the shape of them the way you way you make them is that unique it's unique to us because the thing is i'm not a baker um and once again it's down to production pipeline i took my digital pipeline head and put it into the bakery world i had no clue what we were really doing and it was constantly how do we keep things constant cost effective and we and and keeping the the volume up while making sure that the taste and shoe is always there the biggest thing was i was running back to being the five-year-old kid running up to my bedroom and chewing on the brownies and loving the corner piece so we needed the corner piece throughout the thing is though and it's the funny thing i've had people message us and go oh where do we get that from where do we how do we and I send them the links because I know how difficult it is to work with. It is a bloody nightmare if you don't have a clue on what you're doing. Um, so, you know, knock yourself out. When you when you say that, do you mean like the molds or? Yeah, the molds. Mm. <clears throat> Absolute yeah. nightmare, especially with working with a product like brownies, uh, because it's nothing like the classic way that you'd work with a normal brownie. Wow. Yeah. We, how long were you like perfecting the recipe then? We baked over 150 bakes to get it right. Wow. Then again, I'm fanatical about it. If it ain't right, it ain't coming out. Yeah. We never yeah. put our name to it. Um, yeah, it's just me and Leo. We just stuck with it, man. That was it. Um, in terms of your business and the products that you sell, what's what's your personal favorite? And also, what's the, what's the best seller? Uh, my pers- personal favorite is the basic pitch. It always yeah. will be. Those are my incentive treats for uh, staff and uh, everything else. And uh, yeah, we, 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 I love that one because it's a classic. In my head, it's a classic brownie. It's the brownie that I wanted when I was a kid but couldn't eat. Um, so, and it's the foundation of every Brooklyn brownie, you know, with all the fancy eye catching stuff. You know what I mean? The thing is, all the stuff on top of it was just to get people's attention. And I'm as transparent yeah. as that. You know, and this is how I chat on my story. It's kind of like, you guys get it. I'm just trying to catch your attention. Yeah. But I'm that confident about that basic bitch that I could throw anything on it, which we did for um, April Fool's, stuffed it full of baked beans and put a Frank's uh, icing like sauce on top. And uh, I ate it. I ate the whole thing. I, I thought this is going to be disgusting. Bit into it, you know, watched Leo go, ugh. And I was like, I expected to spit it out, but I kept chewing. And I was like, the reason why is because the basic bitch works so well with almost everything um, that it just worked, man. I haven't actually tried the basic bitch yet. Obviously, I've had it yeah. um, with all the stuff on, but um, it's actually the flavor that I'm most looking forward to trying. Mm-hmm. Um, You'd love it. Weirdly. I mean, you could you could cram through, I mean, an entire box of those with like a nice cold glass of milk, a little bit of ice in that thing, man. Oh, you just watch a movie, put on Netflix, and just slam them down. Oh, man. Fantastic. And, and the best, the best thing, the best thing is, they say, we're, and we're, we're the only ones that know what they taste like hot out the oven. Every once in a while, a customer comes to the door, and we're just pulling out some. So I quickly like wrap one up, and I'm like, "Welcome to the family." And they're like, "What is this?" You know, when they're picking up their box, I'm like, "You're one of the few people 
in the world who have ever had one of these out of the oven. And then they're like, oh, as soon as they get back in the car, you see them like Instagramming a thing. And then they send a message to like, what was that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. You better come back when it's uh, bacon time. Uh, <laughs> that's what that was. But yeah. <laughs> Twitter at Food Review UK, Facebook also at Food Review UK, and on Instagram at Fruitgram. Check it out. So moving on from that slightly, so obviously you're, you're obviously a big fan of just the, the, the basic brownie. Um, so this is probably more to MJ and maybe Stuart. What what? Obviously answer yourself as well, John. Um, but what is your favourites in terms of like any other toppings or fillings or how does that work with a brownie? Because it does it does seem like unlike other say cake products. It feels like a brownie should be a brownie on its own, and and the, and the rest of it shouldn't really it shouldn't have toppings or fillings. Um, but obviously, we're starting to see that more and more, like you say, with the hype brownies and and, and things like that. Um, so, what does work? What what do you think works with a brownie? Anyone? Uh, white chocolate chunks. Uh, they drive me fucking wild. Because um, <laughs> because brownies tend to be. Well, brownies are like quite rich and um, deep in chocolate flavour. And when you get white chocolate chunks, not only is it the the added texture and the, especially if it's a chunk, it's like a, a a snap inside it. But then the the sweetness as well. Ah, oh, yeah, that's that's the that's the one. And this is why you uh, like the banana one because uh, white. Yeah. So I was also going to say I wouldn't. Have necessarily thought the uh, the banana i wouldn't have necessarily thought oh banana and brownie yeah but the uh what's it called banana rama um oh. <laughs> it had like banana cake on and banana flavored toffee toffee caramel yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> banana infused caramel in the core uh banana chips dehydrated banana chips all over the top a little bit of white chocolate chips on the top as well ribbons of white chocolate over the entire banana cake um that's been put on top cubed and put on top uh and yeah man it's just fun when you bite into that thing it's like it's just the gift that keeps giving because you have that nice soft cake and it's all banana and then you get the infused caramel inside and then it all goos out and it's just this mouthful of happiness what about you, Stuart? Are you like you obviously said that you're still, <laughs> you're still looking at the website. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a brownie on the website now. <laughs> and which one? I'm gonna say things. I'm looking at a brownie, and Michael Michael's just gonna go. This is the Stuart brownie. It's got pretzels, Michael. It's, oh. got, Reese, it's got Reese's peanut oh, butter cups. It's got M and M's. It's got potato chips. It's got fudge cubes. It's got Oreo. It's got chocolate covered pretzels. And then to top it all off, to top it all off, it's the Staten Island dump. Said the Wu Tang Stan. It's the it's the, the Staten Island Staten Island dump brownie. That that is basically the Stuart. It's the Stuart brownie. I'd, I'd, anything, any confection that's a combination of pretzels, peanut butter, and a salty element. That's that's me. There you go, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm allergic to that one. So yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm allergic to Hamilton. 
I, I would have always been reticent about uh, the crisp in a in a brownie, and then um, Rich used to do the 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 monster cookie with the with the potato with the I was going to call them potato chips then, and then I remembered I'm English uh, with the crisps in the, with the crisps in the in in the cookie, um, and it's it's just a win. It's all about texture. It's about it's about imparting salt and texture. Yes. Um, yeah. The two things that. As a discerning older gentleman, I need in my confection. <laughs> Solid and texture. But that's the thing. But with any uh, food like that, it's it's a funny one because most people don't fully understand the, those those the taste and the and the textures. It's all mixed in there to get you to eat more and to eat quicker and to enjoy it better. Uh, the salt, sweet, and uh, it just bounces back and forth because you don't get overwhelmed with too much sweet. The salt bring, uh, kicks that out, and you just want more after you eat the salt, and then you have the sweet. It's fantastic the way it, it, it really works, man. So when I saw that, I was like, well, people dig peanut butter. I'm allergic to it. Um, but seems like a lot of people like peanut butter and I love pretzels. Pretzels are fantastic. Potato chips are ridiculous. So let me slam that all in a brownie and feed it to Leo and see what happens. And, uh, he loved it. He was like, yeah, dad, this will work. Uh, and then, you know, when we had our next barbecue, fed it to some people and, uh, they liked it. Oh yeah, we, we sold it. Yeah. So you know, I'd love to see on a brownie. Mm. I'd love to see a brownie with Snyder's jalapeno pretzels in it. Because I do like the chili chocolate vibe as well. I do like the the spicy and the sweet. Michael's pulling a face. Why are you pulling a face, Michael? Um, <clears throat> little bit. Well, a little bit hard. B. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I don't like them because of the. I just don't. I'm not a massive jalapeno guy. Mm. I don't necessarily have anything. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'd. I'd. Put, I do like them, and I think I'd be. I think I'd be concerned with the texture that you're just biting into a brownie and suddenly you crack your tooth on something that's in yeah. at least yeah. at least when you're having the pretzels you understand what tensile strength is there. Into the tooth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas whereas just going in. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like you have chosen actually the hardest food that is in existence there. <laughs> <laughs> that jawbreaker is sprinkled on top. <laughs> yeah, sprinkled would be uh crushed up would be alright. Yeah, I mean they don't have to be massive chunks of it. Like I'm not just just buy both, just buy the basic bits, just buy the the Snyders, and just ram them in at the same time. That's (laughs) fair enough. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's usually how we we get the kid flavor combos. You know, you have the basic, and then we just go, oh, let's have what do we have here? Some Jamaican ginger cake. Oh, let's try this and that, and then we go, oh, that works. This works. You know, and uh, take it from there. Have you got um have you got any sort of flavors on the horizon that you can talk about that you, you Yeah, yeah. We have the uh, quite a few. We've got uh, the one love which is going to be like the Bob Marley one with uh, Jamaican ginger cake and a caramel core. Um that's going to be quite tasty. Ribbons of white chocolate on top. Uh we're thinking of how we're going to do the core with the caramel because before we did the banana infused I don't know. We might try to figure out if we do a little bit of rum infusion or something mm. like that. But yeah, it's going to be one of those ones where it's like you guys like rum and raisin ice cream? You guys kind of like yeah. that? It's going to be kind of like that. You get a little bit of a warming sensation, but you get the, you're going to get such a fantastic brownie. It's going to make you smile, so that's why it's going to be the one love brownie. And then you have the um, the golden what is it? Uh, golden caramel crunch, which instead of the uh, the Oreos, the standard black and white, it's going to be the golden Oreos. And inside you're going to have some, once again, caramel. Um, and yeah, it's going to be ribbons of... Uh, uh, dark chocolate on top of it uh, not dark but milk chocolate on top of it and uh yeah it should be interesting you know we have some people who absolutely hate 
golden Oreos. Um, and then other people keep messaging us with, to try the uh, absolute arrange, uh, arraignment of Oreos, you know, the birthday cake, the this, to that. I'm like, ugh, man. I'll just stick with the golden Oreos, see how that goes down. Um, and it should go down well because um, we don't really have – a uh, like a, a nice I guess white brownie at the moment you know what I mean we did do the Twix brownie uh, for a while with the fudge chunks and everything else and people the white chocolate Twix and people loved that uh, they went insane for it um, and we bring that back every once in a while but yeah th- those are the two nice next ones for next month um, the the uh, what was it the the cinnamon bun went down really well people seem to like that. <laughs> that was that was that was insane as well. Uh, that is absolutely ridiculous. So it's like a cinnamon bun and fr- uh, fr- vanilla frosting, yeah, and then uh, frosties on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that still available? Out of interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for you, it's still available. I mean, the thing is, yeah, we have to because so many people kept, kept ordering it, and the, we had to throttle it a bit. Um, with the remix, yeah, we can we can do that. But you know, when we have another bakery, good. It's just really painful when people want to buy an entire box of it so we yeah. couldn't order we couldn't offer that so we had only could give that in the two limited edition box where you get the mix and match upgraded to two limited editions and then you could choose to have two of those but otherwise we have people going oh yeah i want, I want two boxes of you know 16 it's just like now nah, mate you're gonna rinse us and nobody else is gonna yeah. get to try it i but, think that's an absolutely brilliant way to do it yeah you stops have to people buying 10 on the saturday and then five <laughs> on the sunday eh? <laughs> Yeah, I had to think about myself. Uh, <laughs> absolute dick, basically. <laughs> Love it. Um, you obviously mentioned white white chocolate brownies there, which sort of nicely transitions onto the next point I was going to make. Um, blondies. Uh, what's the what's the feeling on blondies? Because they're obviously sort of up and well, maybe not up and coming, but they've obviously had a bit of a a moment recently. Um, how do you feel about blondies versus brownies? Well, the thing is, it's kind of like the the issue we had with, with brownies was the texture, so we created our own. Um, they haven't they haven't cracked blondies, you know what I mean? So we would have to put in the time and effort to create our own blondie. For us, it's just not worth it, you know. What I mean, we we love what we do, and we love the Brooklyn brownie. Um, but I haven't really tasted a blondie I'm super happy with. I've always gone, yes, I want that, because I've been stuck with white chocolate most of my life, you know what I mean? So uh, I've eaten them. I've eaten quite a few of them, but I've never, even in the States, I've never really been even super happy with many of them. They just lacked something. I sort of I sort of agree. I think I, think I, I like I said, I, I, I've never really been huge on, on brownies, but I think I sort of started, I had one or two blondies which were fine and I, I liked them and I probably liked them more than most brownies that I'd had so I sort of I came into the the brownie world from the from the blondie side so to speak um but I do feel there's just there is something a little bit lacking about them they just don't have any real like kapow about them um mm. they're serviceable they're fine they're, they're nice but there's there doesn't seem to be anything there that's amazing and anything when I have had it it tends to be the fillings or something in it that's that I've liked more like yeah so if, someone's chugged a load of biscoff in there i like the biscoff it's it's not necessarily that i like the brownie per se mm. um mj stewart same I, I think the only thing that i can only only reason i can think of for brown for blondies is that there are a couple of flavors that i, I would enjoy in that format that i don't think would work as well with with darker chocolate milk chocolate or dark chocolate so raspberries uh, I think would work really well in a good blondie, mm. and mm. 
Karamak. Uh, well, hmm, I was yeah. going to talk about that. But we did a Eat and Mess brownie, uh, which people really loved, which was a Eat That Mess. And... Uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was pretty much like a mouthful of eaten mess with each bite. Uh, had the raspberry sauce on it and everything else. Uh, had little um, raspberry heart gummies, uh, which were cool texture as well, because they just weren't just gummy gummy. Because you expect when you have a, a gummy sweet, it'll either get hard or whatever else. But we found this really amazing natural puree gummy uh, hearts that no matter what, they wouldn't get hard. Uh, so it was just really nice soft puree as We've you We've all been there. <laughs> Yeah, need a bit of Viagra. But no, it was, it was fantastic. Uh, and then they had meringue and all that stuff. Uh, it just really worked well with each bite. But um, the, the Caramac one, yeah, we still need to figure out. I, I, I'm trying Caramac here. It's just, I'm not a big fan. So it doesn't, it, yeah, I can't imagine that would add much to a milk chocolate. You know, I, I feel like the chocolate would probably just overpower it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, would, I would say raspberry works fairly well with milk chocolate. Not, I'm not saying it's necessarily the ideal... Yeah, it's just a completely different uh, yeah. beast. It's like a black forest instead of a, well, white and raspberry. Um, <laughs> a white forest? Gonna, in, in that circumstance, I think I'd rather have the cherry than the raspberry yeah. with the, the milk chocolate of a dark chocolate. Um, raspberry, raspberry's got that shy, It's just a lighter thing, isn't Sharp. it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not here to advocate for blondies. Or anything. I, like, I think they. I think. I think. Generally speaking, they're mm. at the de- They're at the dead end of the the baked goods spectrum. But mm. um, no, I, I get what you're saying to it because it's like if I get a a raspberry coolie or a raspberry sauce, I love to drizzle that over like a New York cheesecake. Now that's nice and sharp and yeah. oof, it's just yeah. beautiful. With each mouthful, you can you can eat that. It helps you digest that entire slice of cheesecake. Sometimes that gets a bit much, but yeah. with that nice sharp raspberry, perfect. Cutting through, yeah. You've convinced me, sure. I'll try and find a blondie company so we can get them on the podcast. You, you're <laughs> such a fan of them. <laughs> if you want to talk to a blondie fan, do you, do you reckon, um, you reckon there is literally a, a dedicated blondie company? Of course, of course there is. Of course yeah. there is. Um, that's, that's hipster baking at its finest. That is. <laughs> so I like to think that I love blondies, and I have had a few good ones. But I think the 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 main problem with normal blondies is that the f- I don't know it's going to sound stupid, but the flavour of the science is too strong. So like you can taste like the eggs and the flour and the sweetness and and all that, and never they're never like you never you never have like a chewy milky bar one or something. And also you never you never get that chewy texture either. Um, that being said, have had good ones and probably the best one I've had that I remember at the very least was, I think it was, was it the, the third collaboration bar was, I think that was with Cakes Contour and that had a cherry Bakewell Blondie in. And that was, oh, that was insane. Um, and so, but again, I've actually had, I've probably had more, flavored blondies than i have normal blondies so i've had cherry bakewell blondies i've had raspberry blondies i've had biscoff blondies up the wazoo um but yeah i I haven't had that many i'm I'm talking like i'm like an aficionado i've probably had under 10 um yeah like the idea of them more than i tend to like them yeah but i I can't even imagine like a, a brooklyn brownie style chewy one that even yeah. th- I hadn't even thought of that before, but uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that if we can, but we, I just don't. Want, we don't have the time to put in to you know to make these things because yeah. we already have started. We started and instantly started running. That was the thing. We couldn't oh, yeah. pause and make a, all the dietary people constantly messaging us. How do you do this? Do you do egg free? Do you do whatever? I was kind of explained to them. I've got a copy and paste thing now that. Dude, like, I can't eat half of them, you know what I mean? And they, for years, I couldn't even eat chocolate. So, sorry that, you know, whatever intolerant, but, you know, go find those brownies elsewhere. Go eat an apple. That's about it. It really is. Yeah, but, um, yeah, man, I would love, oh, man. Because that's the thing. When when I was a kid, and, and my mom would always constantly try to feed me these blondies, I was just like, in my head, when I first found out, there was a, a version of what she made, but it's blonde, you know, white chocolate. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. And I'd get this mouthful of disappointment, and I'm like, hmm, all right, back up to sneaking into the bedroom and chewing up brownies and spitting them out. <laughs> it sounds like what MJ said there, the fact that, the most of the ones that he's had are, are, are flavored. It sounds like it's just a, a, a blank canvas at the end of the day. It's, it's not necessarily that the, whereas a, whereas a brownie certainly seems to be something that you can enjoy without necessarily adding anything to it. But then if you do add to it, then it might, might enhance it or it might change it or whatever. Whereas it sounds very much like a blondie is, is not particularly worthwhile you conquering on its own. Cause it doesn't sound like many people are particularly stunned by it. But. Cool. Um, Last thing I wanted to touch on before we move on to social medias. Medias is is more than one. Um, Are brownies due to be the next big trend? Now, maybe I've missed it. Maybe I'm I'm being a little bit naive here. But it feels like over the last few years, there seems to be sort of trends with the old Instagram and and food trends and things like that. Chocolate's had its day. Cookies had a big, you know, um, big thing and still do. Mm. But it doesn't feel like brownies i think fudge is quite a big thing at the moment it seems oh yeah but brownies yeah it doesn't feel like brownies have necessarily hit that peak i'm not saying that there's not companies out there doing them they clearly are like yourself john but is that something that's due to take off do we think or do we think it's already there or like i said i I might be naive in this but i just don't feel like i've seen quite as many brownie options um or or bandwagon jumpers let's put it that way there's a lot of yeah. companies that jump on and just try and make something and then they might not be very good whereas brownies it just seems like there's great brands like yourself john but not necessarily everyone's jumping on it to try and make it and just make a quick buck um, i don't i think mj is ready to say exactly what i'm going to say but the thing is that i would say it and everybody all bakers know i talk too much but uh yeah, there's a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon. You know what I mean? It's just like they're great at making cakes. They're great at making cupcakes. Uh, they're great at making pies. Uh, and then suddenly they're like, oh, okay, it looks like brownies are trending. Or, oh, look, that guy over there, you know, Brooklyn Brownie's doing this. Let me throw some stuff on top of my brownie and see what happens. Um, and I always say, I ain't going to bake a cake. I'm not going to try to sell a cake. I ain't going to try to sell a cupcake. All I'm going to do is make my baker suit bitch and throw some stuff on top of her and sell it to you. And that's well, about it. I mean, if you would ever in the future consider selling your banana cake, I'd be <laughs> down for that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I will think about it. But no, man, it's just like, it's just, I say stay in your lane, man. You know what yeah. I mean? And perfect your craft. There is no hating on that it's just like when you diversify and try to spread your wings a little bit too far i think you kind of dilute your brand or whatever your brand stood for and it kind of like you know you're just like i'm going to jump into this jump into that and you're like okay your page looks a bit crazy where everyone in northampton 
knows, you know, they come to us for brownies. You know, this is now, uh, <laughs> I was telling Leah, it's like the mafia, you know, this is now a brownie town. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean, in our social game, us two goofy dudes, we're the highest social media, like a restaurant or whatever we are in, in Northampton. And it all started last year. And it's just so goofy to look at, you know, I mean, there's like bricks and mortar places we go and eat at. And we're like, the numbers are just nuts. It really is, man. And it's fun. It's satisfying. But I, I, don't, I don't think they've hit their peak. Um, I think our goofy trend and, and our Americanisms help a lot because everybody thinks, oh, brownies, you know, it's a very American thing, brownies. Uh, where, and then again, we're authentically American. So they kind of go, oh, okay, they're kind of the trendsetters there. Uh, there are bakeries that do other things, but they're not brownie makers. And that's what we are, Brooklyn Brownie Company. Yeah, it works though, doesn't it? Everything about the imagery, the net, the name, the the perfect, the perfect two letter alliteration. That, mm. No, three three yeah, letter BBC. alliteration. It's the Bro Bros. Everything, every, everything's there. The the fact that the fact that it's American branded, but it's UK based. So there's yeah. there's because so many people in the UK have got this obsession with 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 America, and you know we grow we grow up in America's the, this huge influence on us. Um, and you see it like I was like, oh, Brooklyn Brownies, and then I found out, oh no, the guy's legit. He's 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 a New Yorker and he's 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 over here now. Like it's something that you can get behind. It's such a strong branding. But hmm. but that's but that's the thing. It was like for years I hid being an American. Uh, so people would go, didn't do it yeah. very well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It was just like you know, they would go into a meeting and we'd be chatting, blah blah, blah and they go, "Oh, John, you're from New York." Yeah, yeah, from New York. Uh, back on product, you know, whatever. I didn't go into the fact that you know, American, blah blah blah, patriotic. I'm not patriotic, but the thing is, when I sat down to do the the brand, what my biggest thing was, yeah, John, stop hiding. And and, and the yeah. thing is, everything about this this brand, it came at a time uh, when we had to get over something. Um, and uh, I really wanted to stop hiding who I was because my son, he, he, he privately, he looked up to, oh my God, he's, my dad's from America. You know, he's an American. Um, so I kind of went, you know what? Maybe I should push that. Maybe I should give him something to be like, whoa, dude, you know, let's let's get behind this. And, and once I did that, because I had sprinkles where the flag was before because I thought, it's Brooklyn Brownie. Maybe I should feminize it. You know, I got back into my production side of things. Maybe I should make it a bit softer. Maybe. And and my buddy, the James Bond looked alike. He looked at him. He was like, this is garbage, John. Why do you put sprinkles in here? And I was like, well, the other option was going to be the American flag. He's like, I buy that today. And I quickly changed it and sent it to him. He's like, yep, that looks like a brand that's been around for a while. He's like, I'm trying to figure out where the shop is. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, the the branding is so strong. I I put so much weight uh, into it when uh, these like Instagram or I say Instagram like these brands that are big on Instagram but smaller companies um, mm. have got like pay attention to branding and I think the thing that is similar between yourselves and the chocolate smiths is that you put so like good branding but also you put so much weight into your personality personality into it as well and it just makes makes instantly makes you feel a bit more connected with the brand makes you more passion, passionate for the brand um yeah yeah well the thing is that we we launched it a little bit as a goof on april 1st you know april fool's thing but it kind of ran away like a freight train and then we had to quickly retract it and change it uh and it was a brooklyn brownie tattoo welcome to the family um and now the tattoo parlors are open there's already five guys signed up to get our brand on them 
So and it's that crazy. Uh, wow. And we it's were true. like, we were like, whoa, dude. Because the thing is, you get it, you get a, um, you get a year supply of Brooklyn brownies for free, and then fifty percent off all of our products for life because you're part of the family. Can and we, always be can we spend some Patreon money on this, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So we were just like, you know, when, when, when the first person got in touch and they said it, you know, I, I was like, what? You're, you're joking, right? You're really going to do this? And he was like, yeah, man, I'll do it today. Uh, it's like everything. We followed you from the beginning. We know what your business is all about. And it wasn't about getting the freebies and stuff. Um, it was just like, yo, we know about you and Leo. We want to be part of this. And we were like, okay, cool. Yeah, so we changed it from an April 1st goof, you know, because everybody's like, oh, this is nonsense. We're going to get it done and we're not going to get, you know, the brownies. Um, and then we changed it to a real thing, man. And, uh, yeah, we, we got some serious dudes. One guy's going to get it the size of uh, what our boxes usually are, like the, the 10 centimeter. And I was like, whoa. He's like, yeah, I got a nice calf piece. Uh, oh, minimum, wow. Yeah, I was like, whoa, brother. And he's like, yeah, I'm getting it full color. I was like, wow, it's beautiful. But um, And he's a, he's a banker. <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, yeah, man, we've met so many cool people. It's absolutely nuts. I love the idea of getting Stuart just covered in uh, food company <laughs> tattoos at this point. Yeah. I just have you got Stuart? Have you got a particular part of your body which isn't like? Which is I mean, but I've got a very large torso and there's nothing on it. Uh, <laughs> just to love a little list, maybe with like a code on it as well. So that... <laughs> <laughs> It takes uh, us directly to the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, <sure>. QR codes everywhere. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, lovely stuff. Excellent. Um, well, I think that's covered brownies and blondies and all other these. Um, Stuart. No, not Stuart. MJ. Social media. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Please. Suck, man. It's not for questions that you posted. On all the platforms that you utilize. To provoke our In our initial post on the aforementioned Sunday. So we recently changed it up a little bit and we no longer read everything. A good thing we don't either because bloody hell. Um, <laughs> if you go go and have a look at our Instagram post if you want to see the kind of comments that we don't read out anyway um it has it has um, put people off a little bit so guys do post your comments you know we'll still read most of them but, just as a but, few that we need to cut out don't send photos of shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'd say that's that was a weird message i looked at this morning in a in a sleep uh hate in, in like a haze of sleep i was like Oh, have a look at the old Instagram messages. Oh, this this guy that recently messaged us saying, "Oh, hey, love the channel." Um, uh, just ran when he sent us a, a picture of a toilet with feces in. Um, so I was like, "Is that what I think it's for?" I thought, <laughs> I thought, oh, I'm moving that out of primary. Let's put that in general. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Nate, Nate swiftly deleted it when he was up. Uh, anyway, for the record, John, John, John gets comments from people who will get their their logo tattooed on them. We get that. That's <laughs> pretty much where we are in the from the ladder kind of things. Bad base, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. So G one eighty eight S says, "I like John." 
Oh, cool. Cool. Not, not a question. <laughs> not a question, no. Comment. G1188 is. is. <laughs> yeah. Shelby X. What's Shelby's? Says, do you prefer. So, then, right, this is the one that I'm not going to allow anyone to answer before I address it. Uh, so, Shelby X. Shelby's. Says, Shelby's. do you prefer soft and chewy brownies or more stodgy and dense ones? Also, what are you saying about the crispy edges you get when you bake them in the oven? So, let me address. You've said here the two options are soft and chewy or stodgy and dense. However, I think these are somewhat... I'm not saying that you can't get brownies that are those, but I think there's I think there's more different types. And also, I wonder if some of these are mismatched. So, soft and chewy. I'd say maybe dense and chewy and soft and stodgy. If that makes sense, crispy um, and chewy. But yeah, um, we've we've sort of covered the textures. But does anyone want to take that one or talk about the crispy edges in the when you bake them in the oven? What's the point in it? You want the edges. That's yeah. That's, that's the whole. That's, what, every, yeah. that's why we want the corner piece because it's got <laughs> two edges on it, and that, and that's why John's made the all corner brownie. <laughs> <laughs> corner the market with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, X Amelia underscore Hills underscore X. Hillers. X What are your God? This is a doozy. What are your views on things like? Th- I nearly said fruit. What are your views on things like fruit in brownies? I had to do cooking as part of therapy. We all had to decide what we would cook. We went for brownies. But we were told they were not healthy, so we had to put in. We had to put. I needed to do it again. But we had to put in fruit, oh, and the, the group the leader risks. last minute decided to put a lot of prunes in the mix, oh. and it was fucking gross. Hershey <laughs> <laughs> Highway. And, oh. and safe to say, we were all regular for the next few days. Jesus, Amelia's therapy. She's mentioned to me. She's mentioned the things that she went through when she was getting better. And some of the stuff that she had to do is just mad. Like, Surely that's I'm, putting I'm prunes the in other way around. Yeah, is that not making you worse? Yeah. <laughs> Why are they putting that in therapy? <laughs> sort of she... um, sadists they've got running that. Shit your problems uh, out. It wasn't, it wasn't the media who sent us the message, was it? <laughs> um, yeah, I, so I've said this before. I basically am not a big fan of um, fruit in chocolate-based products. Mm. Um, like things like berries berry type things um i'm just not i'm not down for it uh prunes <laughs> i mean that's sure. on the lower end of that. Pr- prunes what did, you, what did you say about a uh, sweet potato ah so I... you see now that i'd be all over it's the it's the clawing sweetness and um berry like uh fruit so like the less sharp fruit, like obviously i loved the banana rama yeah. um yeah. yeah, sweet potato. I'd be down for that. Fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet potato. Because, yeah, definitely, definitely. There's a there's a producer who makes. Because uh, the thing was, I, I went to London when I was markets again because I saw something on Instagram. I tried my first sweet potato brownie, and it was so lackluster. But I bought it already. Walked away sad. And, uh, but when this person popped up on Instagram, this other person, um. And we came, we hit it off. Me and his friend, I was like, oh, okay. But in the back of my mind, I kept going, oh, but he makes sweet potato brownies. It has everything that I don't like in my brain, you know, because I had that bad experience. And they're like, no, no, no. We just hit it off. A great guy. And then they 
uh, when we were doing the Steffi's um, orders, you know, the the way too many, because we were also doing our clients' orders as well. Um, and we were burning out, man. But we were sudden it's still doing our social media and everything else. And there was a knock on the door. And we had some brownies. We got some brownies from the guy. Cracked them open. And they were ridiculous. I got to tell you, if I didn't, if we didn't make our brownies, I'd just, I'd, I'd buy theirs all the time. Wow. Yeah. And they're, de- they're, they're decent. They're, they're, they're like a hundred and 105 calories. I did not expect it, but yo, he makes some ridiculous brownies. I absolutely love building Bay. Oh, wow. so, is this, so is this a normal brownie with a sweet potato? No, like it is so made with sweet it, potatoes. Building Bay, man. He's a, he's a gangster. And the thing is, he's an ex, he's an ex copper. <laughs> That's the thing, because I think we both hit it off because you know he knew my background, you know, and he he kept hearing that people kept saying, "Oh, you don't look like a baker to like me and stuff like that." Um, and he's just like, "Mate, I, I used to be a cop or whatever." Else. And I was just like, "Whoa, really, mate?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, I just got tired of it all." And then you know, I, I went to like a few um, competitions, bodybuilding competitions, and I brought these along. People snapped them up. People liked them, and I never looked back. And I and when he told me so, I was like, "Oh, cool," because I liked the mixer that he bought because he showed off a mixer. He uh and then yeah he sent us that little treat and uh and then I, in my head i was like oh no it's gonna be like london i'm gonna have to lie but <laughs> no man, it, the thing is the taste got the texture the guy is a he, guy's a genius you've got to sit down and you got to eat your product and you have to be analytical about it and yeah. if it don't taste right just don't let people you know shine a flashlight up your ass and think it's sunshine it's like it's you have got to be very very critical about your food otherwise you're just gonna be putting out crap and he has got textures right he's got the flavor notes right and then when i saw the calories i was like oh bro you know what i mean it's like when i get back on the training game i'm definitely hitting you guys up yeah i just i just found them they they look fantastic i think we already we already follow them so we obviously uh only only as of uh, about a minute ago exactly (laughs) i didn't my my statement was not a lie we already follow them Uh, (laughs) yeah there's no need to yeah guys are awesome that's it that's all the social medias this week Uh, oh yeah there was nothing there was something on facebook but i think it was just oh uh, was that oh i couldn't that's weird i couldn't find the post it it might it might have just been a yay looking forward to this episode or something like that i don't think it was i I don't i do not think it was a question that Uh, in any case that is my fault because i did look for it on facebook earlier and didn't didn't find it so i assumed foolishly i assumed that it didn't share uh, on facebook we actually have, a, and I forgot about this, we actually have a couple on Twitter for once. Do you want me to read them out? Oh, uh, God, yes, please. Mm. Uh, it's yeah. from the same guy. It's from uh, Zach Jones. He's asked a couple of questions. Um, the first one is, have you considered a birthday cake-sized brownie? Uh, yeah, we do the birthday cake brownie. And about three months ago, a gentleman who ordered uh, other brownies of ours, he asked for the reversal. He asked for, can I get yeah a birthday cake-sized birthday cake brownie? So we did it for him. Um, wow. And yeah, he, he absolutely loved it. Um, so it was a birthday cake chopped up on top of the brownie, you know, vanilla frosting, the funfetti, the uh, sprinkles, the uh, white chocolate, the uh, pink and, and blue drizzle on top of it. That's over top nonsense. And uh, yeah, he, he absolutely loved it. So Nice, nice. Um, so there you go, Zach. Uh, and the other question he came up with, which is a great question, I wish I'd thought of it. Um, what are some of your favorite ice creams, specific brands, not just flavors, to pair with brownies? Because obviously ice cream is a big uh, pairing food to go with brownies. So what, what would you... What do you like to pair with it? 
Ooh, uh, well, in this, uh, well, I love, I love Hagen does. Uh, definitely. Correct. The, there was a, the thing was in, back in the East, East coast in, in America, there used to be a brand called Frusion Glaja. And, uh, it was the most ridiculous ice cream out there, man. Um, but then they kind of like went bust, um, and they, and they stopped making it. They only made it on the East coast. But yeah, the other day I went digging around cause the name finally clicked in my brain. You know, when you're a kid and something disappears, you're like, Oh, I missed that. And finally I was like saying a word and I was like, Oh, frozen Plaza. And I went and looked it up and I was like, Oh yeah. Cause the coolest thing was it came in the plastic container, the pint container, and the lid was also a bowl, and he peeled off this silver uh, like thing. It was one of the first ice creams that you wouldn't just pop open and like lick in the shop. You'd peel off the the, the you know the seal, and then you get into it, and it was so creamy, man. It made Hagen does seem like crap, but uh, it was good stuff. But unfortunately, I'm a bust. But yeah, um, I love absolutely love Hagen does. Um, we got some local ice cream producers here as well. Uh, Galones, they 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 uh, hooked us up with because I was going through this pistachio phase because now I'm not allergic to pistachio, oh! and um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got five uh, five liters of that stuff, and uh, yeah, yeah, half of it's gone, man. It's and the thing is, it tastes almost just like the stuff from Carvel back in the states because that was the thing I was trying to find it. So I was going to different places, different uh, little independents. And then I also got one from the Marks and Sparks, and I thought, ooh, this is going to be good before we got the one from our local. Uh, and I got the Marks and Sparks one, and uh-uh, Leo wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. Um, but this this one, man, the five liters is now, I think, only two left, and I'm about to have a bit more tonight. Wow. Definitely good stuff. Definitely the thing with pistachio ice cream is that there's, uh, I actually prefer the ones that taste a bit more artificial. And a that's lot it. Of ones that, taste... That's this stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because it doesn't take you know in your head it doesn't taste anything really like a pistachio. Yeah, it's that nice Carvel taste, you know, where you could drink a milkshake of it. It tastes like a, it tastes like a vanilla ice cream with class. You know what I mean? And uh, and it's that funny off taste, and it's that nice uh, like minty color. Uh, where the oh, other guy, oh, 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 the, oh, other, oh. the other guy that I was talking about, it actually tasted like toasted seeds, man. And throughout my life, I've always been forced to eat toasted seeds because I can't eat nuts. So I was just like, nah, mate, I'm done with you. Uh, and that went into the trash. But um, yeah, man, galones, they, they saw it. But apparently there's like an issue with pistachios because uh, like Italy or some nonsense. It's like we're not getting that many pistachios back. So like a lot of the other companies, they were like, yeah, we, we can't do pistachio ice cream because we can't get a hold of them. So I was like, oh, OK, so is that the last set in Northampton? They're like, yeah, I'll take it now. So <laughs> it's monopolized. Wow. Oh, my God. Five liter in Northampton. I was like, yeah, buddy. So, um, yeah. Seeing as we're talking about ice cream, I will just throw a shout out to something that I, uh, I just, I had some. I bought it. Uh, anyone who follows us on Instagram will know the struggles that I had getting it. Um, <laughs> I bought it, ate some. I was like, hmm, I think I fucking love this. Uh, and then I, ate, I had like a few more servings, and I was like, oh no, this is mind blowing. Um, and then I had some in a cone and I was like, oh my God, the cone is what was missing. And I was like, I have to review this on video. And then mm. I finished it. Um, oh. It's the <laughs> the Hackney Gelato Strawberries and cr- Clotted Cream. It is. Oh my God. Um, it is, it's like it's like 90% clotted cream and like 10% strawberry. Like the strawberry is almost not even there, which I absolutely love. That's how I like cream tea. Um, it is, it's like, it's only in the ingredients. It's only got, to, I say only, it's only got 10% clotted cream, 
but the whole thing just tastes of pure clotted cream. So it's really the, the and the the tiny amount of strawberry that's in there just cuts through it um, to make stop stop it being too rich. That being said, it is quite rich. So mm. that's when I had it in the cone. I was like, oh my god, the cu- uh, like hundred percent buying it again. You can get it mm. from I think wait you can definitely get it from Ocado because I got it from Ocado yeah. when they got the order right. Um, and uh, I think you can get it from Waitrose. Uh, massive shout out to it. I'm gonna have to send him a message saying, look like what you have done with this flavor is insane because i did they have they've uh got a few other flavors that i've tried butterscotch and that's really good um and they've got weirdly they've got a pistachio lemon and almond and that is very nice but a bit different and a bit weird but there's nothing wrong mm. with different and weird and it's really good but the the, the clotted cream and strawberry i was I like, like this sugar. Is, i was like oh i bet the, i was like it sounds amazing but i bet it's going to be too strawberry and it's just going to be like mm. another strawberry ice cream but no it is like clotted cream ice cream with a bit of strawberry You're listening to Frock Unwrapped, the Food Review UK podcast. Review it on iTunes, if you dare. Have you guys seen, talking about ice cream, the Chunky Dunkies? Uh, Oh my god. You know, so Nike put out uh, their latest collaboration shoe with Ben & Jerry's. And man, oh, well, my son showed them to me. I wanted to buy them, but they're gone. You know, they were gone in seconds. Oh, I did see them, yeah. Yeah, I did but, oh, man, those are, the, those are the cloudiest shoes ever, man. But yeah. I, I cannot, like, you know, justify any reason to buy them right now. But yeah, yeah they're fantastic looking. Yeah. One of the most creative uh, shoes I've seen in a while. Exactly. They're totally pimped out. And then the box, the box that they come in is just so gangster. It's never funny. Man. I couldn't wear them though, man. I made a I made a I made a nominal decision twenty years ago that I was just I was a three stripes man, not a tick man. And I, yeah. a genu- oh. I couldn't could not wear could not wear a pair of Nikes. Even though uh, even though I sometimes see a pair of dunks that I, I like or they did the Janoskis, which which I quite liked, but can't can't wear them because I've. Oh, I'm have, have you seen the Adidas Pokemon range? I wouldn't yeah, wear bad. those because I'm 42. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, born yeah. in the 40s, maybe. <laughs> oh, oh, man admits to being old, gets accused of being even older. <laughs> what, what's going on? Well, just old in it. <laughs> Ages them probably. Yeah. Nah, really good. Really good. Yeah. I, I I can't wear them because I'm not cool enough if they're Adidas. Oh, hang on a minute. What you bought some nice trainers last year? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> we had to I mean after you after you tried to get JD Sports to send them to you for free, but you oh, didn't no, actually. No, it was a, it was mainly a joke. I made a YouTube video about Size it. It was mainly a, a joke. Size ten and a half is a joke. Size ten and a half. <laughs> What shoes were there? I'll send you the video. It was a very good video. It was it was one of your best videos. It was a good video. Yeah. Speaking of good videos, um, Stuart, this has got nothing to do with videos. Stuart, uh, sweet or savour? It's time to play a game. Let's play a game. It's called Sweeter or Savour. We'll put a name on the food stuff out of a hat. You tell us what you can think. Next food stuff is sweet or savory. Oh. 
I don't think I've ever actually put it on my head before. You might have noticed that actually the <laughs> oh, actually an undersized hat. I didn't think you could look more northern. Doesn't doesn't fit on doesn't fit on my head. It's a child's hat. Oh, man in flat cap and sleeveless sleeveless shirt. I forgot. I need I need the hat. Right. Uh, it's a very simple game, John. I give you the name of a product. You have to predict whether the next product will be a sweeter product or a savourier product. Okay. Okay. So the first product out of the hat is a is bacon. Oh. Will the next product be a sweeter product or a savourier product? That is the ninth time bacon has been out of the hat. Uh, sweet, definitely. Sweeter than bacon. Let's have a look. We have got... Marmite. It is Flaming Hot Monster Month. Ooh. Ooh. Flaming Hot. I think that is... Yeah, it's sweeter. sweeter than bacon. Corn, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because yeah. it's got a, it has got more of a sweetness to it, but it's still quite a savoury product. So that's a yeah. decent, decent call. Mm, I haven't eaten bacon since I was four years old. It's crazy. What? Whoa! Yeah, my dad he read me um, Charlotte's Web, and then I never ate bacon again or any pork <laughs> oh, product. <laughs> oh no! So that's why I don't eat the I don't eat the smorgasm. I don't eat gelatin. I don't. I'm just happy he didn't read me Fort Ferdinand when I was in that weird age. You know what I mean? Because I love steak. So. <laughs> my, my son, my son won't eat lamb. You know, my son won't eat any won't eat lamb because we uh, we camped on a farm where they had baby lambs. Uh, like when he was about four years old, and from that point on, has refu- flat just flat refused to eat lamb, which wow. is less less problematic than pig because, yeah. like you say, yeah. pigs in everything. Most marshmallows, like yeah, yeah crazy. Uh, will the next product be sweeter or savourier than Flaming Hot Monster Munch? Oh, it's got to be sweeter. It's got to be sweeter, hasn't it? What we've got? We've got <laughs> oh, no. salt, salt and vinegar McCoys. Oh, oh. <laughs> savoury as anything. Fantastic crisp. What, um, what, what crisp do you use on the Staten Island dump? Oh, a nice uh, ridged, um, what do we call that? They get them in the casket, they're nice, rigid. They're not lays, they're uh, ruffles. Ruffles, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that's, that's three. It's, um, it's it's not great. It's not a great run. Not a great run. It's not a terrible one. It's not terrible, but it's not yeah. great. Three very savoury products in the casket. Yeah. yeah, that was a bit shocking. Yeah. Can, yeah. can you just confirm there are other sweeter products in this, Joe? Right, they're all, they're, no, they're all just crisps. <laughs> crisps and variations of pork like hula hoops yeah. Yeah. sausages hi Nate here if you've ever listened to the show and thought hey those are some groovy kittens I wish I could hang out with them well now you can check out the Facebook group Frock Unwrapped and Fans where you'll find me Stuart MJ some of the other guests some other fans some booze some hookers plenty of blow and a lot of wholesome foodie fun see you over there that's that's something that I'm, I'm missing as well uh, like uh, East Coast uh, beef sausages you know the hot dogs the ones that are like Frankfurter that are with natural casing you just can't find them here I'm looking everywhere man but uh I guess I'll find it at some point. How's the Costco one compare? Trash. See, that's it's bad, you know. Like it's terrible when some of the best food that you can get in this country is the Costco. 
Costco Cafe food. Like the, I genuinely think the Costco hot dog is like a really good yeah. hot dog. But the thing is, the thing is, it's kind of like if for value for money, once again, like the pizza, ridiculous, oh, yeah. the hot dog and the drink, a buck fifty. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's tasty. But when I want to put like a, a hot dog on my grill, so when you bite into that thing, that natural casing holds all the grease in it yeah. and then it scolds you as you bite into it. Yeah, I just can't find that hair. It's really tough. Well, as a beef one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you mentioned the Costco pizza earlier, I did actually remember I have had that one. And yeah, that probably is one of the best American pizzas I've had in this country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's quite sad. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, is there any food in the UK that you do prefer to America out of interest? Uh, I do prefer. Uh, you know what? I never had a I never had a Yorkshire pudding till I came here. Wow. Um, oh, that was yeah. And then when I when I when I have some of that, woof, yeah, they're quite. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, man. Yeah, I absolutely love them. And then uh, your Victoria sponges. Oh man. Yeah. Whenever I go into like a bakery, I'm like I'm, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm just like, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, so I like your Victoria sponge ranges. Um, yeah, the UK actually does have some really interesting stuff. Um, that that you can get to eat. My my biggest issue is I'm allergic to so many things. Uh, I gotta be really careful when I go out to eat. I gotta know most of the time the restaurateur, or I gotta know it's just gonna be like it's like a chicken place, or it's a it's a beef place, um, or or you know because I'm allergic to all seafood. Uh, well, I used to be all seafood, but then uh, it's mostly shellfish now. Um, so yeah, we did the whole allergy testing about a year ago, and I was able to start to eat fish. So just a year ago, I actually had my first like salmon tuna it was like it was brain smashing you know what i mean oh have you had fish and chips yet then yeah i had to go out and do that because you guys kept saying oh fish and chips you know brits were like you gotta get your fish and chips so i went i think that's the issue it's almost like going to see a movie everybody's like you gotta go see this movie you gotta go see and then you go and get your fish and chips and you're like okay gotta ask you the question gotta ask you the 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 pertinent question of the night then john in northampton Mm. do you have chinese chippies uh, I only had my first Chinese, like Chinese food, um, that's, well, just before the pandemic. Was it from somewhere oh. that also sold fish and chips, though? No. No, 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 no because that's not a thing. It's not down that's here, a, mate. It's not it's down not here. a thing. It's, it's lies perpetrated by you and other northerners. It's, I don't know. I, must get, I, used to live, I used to live in Northamptonshire. I lived in Northamptonshire for six months. Oh, really? Going back. Yeah, I, I, I worked in Kettering. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so down the road. Yeah, I lived in Kettering for a bit, and uh, down there were no, no. The chippies down there do kebabs as well as fish and chips, which is weird. Yeah, yeah, that's quite common. Kebabs yeah. in the uh, fish and chip shop. Weird. One we last good, quick question. We got, John. We, we got yeah. Greek fish and chips. You've got Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> um, have it, you buddy? had Papa John's UK and Papa John's US? Uh, yeah. You've had both. <laughs> wait, wait. You've had both. Uh, okay. Yeah. Are they similar? Mm. Yeah, mm, not fully, but yeah, it, I don't know. I'm just got a thing against Mr. Papa John's. I'm just not, <laughs> and I'm quite yeah. vocal about it usually. Isn't he, a but, bad, uh, yeah. isn't he, a, isn't he problematic? The yeah, he's a real interesting individual. So yeah. Yeah, I would not support anything he does. No, <laughs> we shouldn't be in Papa John's. We shouldn't be drinking in Weatherspoons. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, nah, it's just like you know what? If we're gonna go with the chain pizzas, um, it's it is what it is, man. 
You know what I dig? The other night, you know, because we go around, like I said, me and Leo go search for things. And now we're just really looking for things in Northampton. This dude, he started his thing called Garage Pizza in yeah. Northampton. Yeah, so the dude is like, he opened up his garage and he got one of those pizza, what do they call it, like a Uno or a, a, a rock box or something. Yeah. And um, he's kind of mastered the dough and everything else. I didn't really expect much. Um, but yeah, man, we turned up and people were saying they're really, it's really good. Uh, turned up, gave him some brownies uh, so he could try those. You know, we paid for our pizzas. We got like an array of them. I finally got a, a decent white pie. We drove away. Then we headed to our buddies at Yuma's because we wanted some wings. And uh, while we were driving, uh, my partner's feeding me the pizza, and the dough was ridiculous. It was nothing like a New York pizza. You ain't going to get that here. But I think it's – what do you call it? It's kind of some kind of like Italian – it's like a weird name that you, uh, that everybody tries to imitate. Neapolitan? Yeah, Neapolitan pizza. The dough was nuts. The dough had its own flavor. Without the cheese, he could sell this dough cooked on oh, its wow. own. And you can eat it with like a salad and a little bit of balsamic vinegar or whatever else. But, man, this kid, he's got the dough down. And it's so hard when you're with another producer and you're trying to say, look, man, chuck in the day job because you're going to be so much happier making your own coin doing this. Um, you know, but I think a lot of people say this phrase because I've, I've bumped into it quite a lot recently. It's a hobby, you know, and I don't want it to become a stress. I think that's a way to put up your wall to so you won't fail or whatever else. When really, I honestly don't care what day job you got. We've all seen in this pandemic that it could be gone in an instant. So guess what? I'd rather put myself forward and make my own, you know, my own destiny, man. You know what I mean? And this is why I'm so happy with Brooklyn Brownie. And, you know, you try to have a chat with people and you try to see where they go, how far you can push them. Um, not not push them immediately, but just try to see how far they're willing to go. And, uh, and then, you know, you just have to leave it with them. Um, but like with most of the producers, I tell them, you know, send me a message, uh, call me anytime you need any advice or whatever else. And uh, I'm here for you creatively if you need any type of creative uh, help. Um, but yeah, man, I really hope he checks in that day job and starts slinging pizzas because he will wow. smash almost every pizza place around here, man. Wow. wow. You said, you said a, a white pie. Is that like with a with like a bechamel sauce instead of a, a tomato sauce or what was nice, there is mozzarella. This dude, he, he played around with it a bit. Cause usually in New York, it's just mozzarella ricotta and, uh, and a little bit of uh, garlic and whatever else. Uh, but there's no sauce sauce. Um, right, right. it's just really, really tasty, man. But here he, he used, um, what's that cheese? It starts with a B. Uh, it's like a cream cheese. The um, burrata. No, 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 no. Um, it's got awesome. like, Yes, Borzen. Yeah, Borzen. Yeah, yeah. And he used um, uh, another one that starts with a, ch a P. That's uh, a hard cheese. Pro provolone. provolone. Uh, no, no, Provolone. Provolone and oh. mozzarella. Yeah, Provolone, mozzarella, and the Borzen. Oof, my God, dude. That was like, a lot of people are like, oh, so it's like garlic bread? No, it was not like garlic bread. And I'll slap you if you say it again. But it was so <laughs> tasty, dude, because the dough, the dough had its own flavor. And he kept like semi-apologizing, like, oh, it's getting a little charred. Now, guess what? I like the char. Yeah, get yeah, the char on that. Jesus. Mm, my God. How it was that so, a bad thing? So flavorful. It was ridiculous. And then my, my partner and, um, and Leo, uh, they, they split the pepperoni pizza. Uh, usually, they're not really big pepperoni fans. And they wolfed it down. They're like, next time, two pepperoni, two, just get two over. Because the thing is, his prices are so ridiculously cool. Yeah, man. I just hope he chucks in the day job. Really. really, really nice. You've um, you've shouted out so many other 
yeah. independent producers tonight. It's been top, mate. And really oh, good. Right. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was just gonna do an outro for the show, and I was gonna say, it's, it's, we don't get as many. Um, when we first started this podcast, one of the things we, I think, one of the first things we, we really wanted to do with the podcast was to get people like yourself on, get people that are actually in the food industry. Um, and whilst it's nice to have our friends on, have other people on, I think when we have people like yourself or Steffi or anyone else that's involved in the food industry, it's nice to see people like you who are passionate about what you do. And it's, and it's very keen to see, and actually both of you have a similar ethos in terms of it's not just about what you do, you're both keen to highlight what other people do. And I think, you know, from our point of view, I think that's a fantastic thing because it's easy for you as, as a businessman to try and big up your business and try and, you know, to use your phrase earlier, corner the market and, and just care about making sure that Brooklyn Brownie um, is, is, is the absolute best thing it could be. Mm-hmm. But to actually try and give a little bit back to other people that you're passionate about as well, I think is, is fantastic. Yeah. And it, it's, it's been, I think it's been wonderful for us to talk to you, John. Um, we, we, we've been talking about it for the last few weeks to, to, to get you oh, on. Cool. I'm glad that we have. So thank you very much for joining us. It's, yeah, it's well. been fantastic. No, thanks for having me, man. It was it was great chatting away and the the quizzes and all that stuff. That was a bit different. No, <laughs> the, quiz, the, quiz, the quiz was awful. Let's be felt like, felt like when I was back on the weakest link, man. That was, was <laughs> You've been on the weakest link. Yeah. Oh, you just done everything. Oh, now this is the real podcast. Exactly. How was that? Uh, it was cool, man. I ended up. Oh, should I? T- is that the look? Look alike, oh, like. yeah. uh, what yeah. a UK weakest link. Or? Yeah, so, so look at it. Look at my YouTube right now. Go, look, you, go weakest link, YouTube, uh, look alikes, and then it will pop up. Oh my god. So, so Mr. T, Graham, the, um... Snoop Dogg, uh, Ricky Gervais, um, Sven, like the football dude, yeah. um, and like yeah. a few other people. It well, was most, funny. It was... Well, most of them, your mates. Yeah, yeah, we just went up there. We we, yeah. we ended up like just you know having a fun time, and then uh, they they filmed us the next day. And uh, the cool thing was, you know, when you won, you, it wasn't like a charity thing, like real celebrities. You know, they have to go, oh, I'm giving it to the you know apples from wherever. You know, just like yo, <laughs> 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 for, the, for the record, apples from wherever is a very good charity. Yeah, <laughs> you do not say that kind of thing around me because I will now make an apples from wherever T-shirt. Um, <laughs> Exactly, but uh, but yeah, it was cool. And then I was on. Um, you guys watch Come Down with me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop. <laughs> Just done everything. Well, that's on YouTube as well. I think it's on YouTube. But yeah, that was fun. That was cool. It was I've interesting. Got the chipping doubles up in another tab What is this lookalikes for Come Down with me as well? No, no. The thing was, I was with normal people, so that was the thing. It was just like, so I did it, and um. The, the problem I had was, like, now that it's all done, whatever, that was 2016. problem I had was everybody kept going, yo, so who's on it with you? You know, even the boys, the chipper doubles. And I was like, oh, just, I think just regular people. They're like, they're not going to get, like, uh, you know, like, uh, Stavros. And I was like, what are you getting at? And they was like, well, you're going to pull every trick out the bag, entertainment-wise, John. It's a little bit unfair, isn't it? <laughs> and I was just like... Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was cool. It went down really well because 
in the end, I had I had the eighteen van out front. I had like bounces, you know what I mean? Had a I pretty much could have pulled off anything because I just called up my list of like entertainment buddies oh, and they turned up. So I had James Bond in the back flipping martinis with like this Milton Keynes um, mobile cocktail unit bar pro cocktails. They were ridiculous and they had the best drinks ever, man. And the thing was, we couldn't get drunk on the show. But when they the camera crew went inside, they were like, "Yo, we want to load." And I was like, "Bro." <laughs> Why do I have to see my face, man? <laughs> I was on Northampton Lift Tower. But once again, this is all the random things. Like, I got to abseil that tower like three times already. It's just the crazy wow. things I get to do when in character. It's kind of like all my degrees and everything else meant me nothing. I slap on some chains and a wig, and suddenly people are like, oh, can we send you to the moon? It's just like. Wow. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun, it's cool. What it's do definitely. we need to search for to get the come down with me? Uh, you come down with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at that, mate. Uh, I might, that one might be on Facebook, though. That one might be on Facebook, definitely. I'll find uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was cool. It's a fun show, man. It's definitely fun. Uh, just the amount of editing they do is ridiculous, and the days are really, really long. But, uh, oh, really? Yeah, man, they're really long. And it's very, very... They'll get the answers out of people who don't understand how to come across, man. Yeah. And I kept telling some of the guys, I was like, yo, dudes, I don't know if you want to say that. And they're like, what do you mean? I was just like, they're not your friends. They're just producers. I do this all the time for my day job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what are you saying to people? I was like, nothing, nothing, man. But, and it was, just, it was just tough because, like, in the end, when he saw the final edit, man, some people who were lovely came across really terrible um and they got slated on social media um where me i was just me you know what i mean it was just like you ain't, you're gonna get john no matter what um but they were trying to engineer some phrase some phraseology out of me to when i wish there was a secondary camera because it got very very brooklyn in my house um <laughs> and they did not show all that <laughs> at all because it was direct to the camera oh wow uh, to the crew because i was not having it definitely just wait till I edit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to turn it into a villain. Uh, oh, it's fun. It's fun to get me out to do TV stuff. It's goofy. You know what I mean? And then the thing is, Leo gets to go along with me and see some crazy stuff. Um, like like when we did Tea in the Park, I was on stage with Snoop Dogg, and then we closed it with um, the script. 70,000 people going crazy. We did our huge selfie thing. Um, it is cool, man. It's, it's an interesting life because then you're like a, a, a crazy celebrity on the weekend, but then you're just this normal dude when you take off your hair and you get back in the, to the hotel. That's about it. And that's what I love about it. You right, never believe never like, the hype, man. Like you say, though, all your degrees, all your qualifications, and you get, you get all these experiences. You know, I've studied music for years and years, devoted my life to it, and you – got on stage with snoop dogg <laughs> that's the thing it's just like i'm like what's well, snoop dogg and then you know they ushered rihanna in that was, that was weird oh, um, and then oh the cool thing was it is that um i did jerry hollowell's wedding so i was there i was like uh, yeah, yeah. if you look up jerry hollowell mr t that should pop up uh, uh, and then uh we did it we did christian Christian, you know, husband, Christian Horner, uh, Formula One dude. We, I did his stag dude. I didn't know who he was. It was the funniest thing, man, because his brother booked me. And uh, I'm in London with my hood on and everything. And they're like, are oh, we going to pick you up on the corner or so and so and so and so? I'm like, all right, man. I'm sweating my ass off here. Man. You know, my wig's almost falling off. And I uh, finally pulled up with the, with the limo bus thing, picked me up. 
They're like, okay, we're going to go to the firehouse, some fancy place, whatever, where they're eating dinner. They don't know that you're going to be there. Like, oh, fine, thank God. Take off my jacket. Really, you know, we're driving in the bus. The bus dudes laugh and chat with me. So I'm like, all right, get out, John. They're going to be cushioned out. So they usher these guys out. I just know that there's like six dudes. Um, so they usher them out, and they're like, just go over the top. So they come out. Quit your jibber jabber, you crazy fool. Oh, you're the good-looking one. You're the face man of the group. Look at you, you ugly sucker. And all this stuff. You do the whole jibber jibber jab crap. They get on the bus. And they're goofing about, taking the pictures and everything else. And then finally they get Christian on the bus. And after like 20 minutes, they're like, uh, you don't know who we are, do you? And I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, we, we do race cars, man. We do Formula One. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so Adrian's like, you don't know what Formula One is, right? I was like, is it like NASCAR? And they're like, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, this is gonna be a great night. <laughs> you got no clue who it is. And it was a fantastic night, man. It was just like, there's such lovely characters and uh, just funny, funny dudes. Um, uh, David Couthard, he he was funny. He was the one I kept saying, face man. Um, and yeah, it's, it's like when you just chat with people and you're able to chat to them like normally, and they're not like celebs. Um, I think they appreciate it, and it was just like the fact that I didn't know who the hell they were uh, just added so much more of a benefit because we got up to all types of nonsense, man. I was happy there wasn't a camera there. It's crazy. Isn't it? There is a um, there is a Sun newspaper headline about this. <laughs> Say right. you'll about Mr. T being invited to her wedding. Say you'll be a there. Exactly. <laughs> It's crazy, isn't it? Because these 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 famous people have yeah. essentially hired you to yeah. be the celebrity at yeah. their gathering. Like all these like billionaire Formula One drivers, and you're the special attraction. It's amazing. Yeah, it was fun. It was cool, man. It was fun. And then yeah, we did. We did. Still work with them every once in a while. Whenever there's like an '80s thing at Red Bull, because they're just down in Milton Keynes, anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and they're just a lovely, lovely group, man. I mean, the, when they went to the, because I introduced their first dance and I made a speech at the wedding reception and stuff. Um, when they when they did their first dance, man, yeah, I got a bit choked up with him and Jerry because uh, they really a loving couple. I didn't expect I was gonna cry, but yeah, I got a little bit like. <laughs> Um, I felt somebody tapping me on the shoulder because I I went back into John mode. I wasn't Mr. T in that moment. I just thought, oh man, Chrissy looks cool with his girl. And um, and then somebody tapped me on the shoulder, and I was like, well, what the fuck are you messing up my moment? And um, <laughs> it was uh, it was, uh, was Mylene Class, and, uh, <laughs> and she's like, can I can I get a picture? And I was like. <laughs> At first, I didn't realize it was her. I was like, I'm just, this is awkward because I don't, it's the first dance. And, she, <laughs> and, like, and I turned around, took a quick picture, and then after a while, there was a whole line of people. And I was like, ah, jeez, it's going to get awkward real quick. But uh, it was cool. This weirdly oh. loops us into my celebrity story. In <laughs> that. Oh, God. It's not the Suzanne Shaw one again, is it? It's the Suzanne Shaw oh, one, yeah. Man. So I, um, my mate from mate from college, um, he was like... Um, last, time, last time you told this, you, you made me edit it out of the podcast. So <laughs> Did just, I? Yeah, yeah, just remember before you tell it again. Oh, I can't... I can't pre- remember. You previously made me edit this story okay, out. Okay, I'll podcast. make sure. I can't imagine which bit I would have been upset with. I might have said mentioned... that, it was when you said that Suzanne Shaw was a dick. Uh, no, no, oh, okay. not a, Darren yeah, Day no. was a dick. Oh, okay, good. Didn't say either of those things. So that's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, my mate said that. Uh, my mate was like, "Oh yeah, my um, 
yeah, so it was his birthday, and he was like, "Oh yeah, my sister's coming down today, so we'll we'll see her after college." And we were like, "Yeah, cool." And um, he was like, "Yeah, she's best friends with Suzanne Shaw." And we were like, "Oh yeah, okay, Brad. Yeah, that's that's great. Good for you." Um, just didn't didn't believe him because he was like, "We we we um he had some stories that sounded sounded a little unbelievable." So we were like, "Yeah, cool, whatever." Um, so anyway, we got there. And then uh, this car arrives and like his sister gets out and we're like, yeah, his sister. And then Suzanne Shaw and Darren Day step out and they like walk over to the house and we're like, oh, shit, son. And they literally came in and we had literally tea and biscuits with them. And um, and one of the things that I said was that Mylene class was currently on my wall because she was in the FHM calendar. So I oh, said that yeah. to Suzanne Shaw. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, weird, weird little hype. And you, you've met her and she wanted yeah, to tell yeah, me yeah, you. Was... Brilliant. <laughs> crazy small world man absolutely tiny world but yeah that's my awkward uh weird life surreal life i guess you could say and now i'm baking brownies crazy. stories though innit man stories bake bake bacon brownies sound good um yeah there, there was us a few weeks ago going oh should we get this guy on he, he seems quite a friendly guy he makes brownies I don't think anyone <laughs> i don't think anyone has expected some of the stories that have come out tonight so yeah <laughs> Especially from uh, somebody baking brownies, yeah. Exactly. Guarding yeah, exactly. a president, yeah. yeah. Um, thank you, John. Thank you for, I mean, thank you for obviously talking to us about the brownies, but also thank you for talking to us about those other experiences in your life, which are fascinating. Um, sounds like you're living everyone's best life. Um, speaking of people who live their best lives, Michael, Stuart, thank you for being here as well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my life's great at the moment. Stuart, you you you've studied music and you get to spend bi-weekly episodes with um me and MJ. Yeah, better than Snoop Dogg if anything. Exactly, yeah. Nate Dogg. So yeah, if only we had Warren Dog. G. Yeah, regulate. Yeah. Uh, and thanks for the listeners. Hope you've enjoyed this episode, which has been quite different to what I think we expected, but uh, in an absolutely massively positive way. Um, join us in a couple of weeks' time when we will be uh, joined by the crazy Charlie Fleming. I believe, oh, lovely. Our, our next episode, so yeah. Um, yeah. And goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Good ending, Nathan. Do you know why? Because you, you and Michael kept your mouth shut. Got to behave, haven't we? Got to behave sometimes when you've got the big dog there, haven't you?